Boys Club. Is it called Boys Club because my apartment looks like a boy lives in it? I wouldn't say a boy lives in it. I would say a boy is kidnapped somewhere in here. Boys Club. We're everything. We're true crime. We're, we're world true, star hip hop. World star hip hop. We're Netflix reviews. Stories of the day. Boys Club. Listen. Yeah, do it. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. Uh, I think. Uh, no, we're not. And on Google Play. Nobody gives a shit. Boys Club. Boys Club podcast. Now with 90% more sound clips of black people. Boys Club. Touch me and I'll sue you. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. Because I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? A movie which, by the way, reviewed by my mother, the review was, Thank God you were on early because we couldn't watch any more of that thing. <laughs> Wide berth. <laughs> well, this is a good scene. The uh, we're watching the infamous dildo scene. You got trolled. You were in. I shut you the fuck up. No, I didn't say shit. You got trolled. Real script. They didn't even give him a script when he got the job. They gave him a bottle of Stoli and said, <laughs> "Learn this." Did you stumble on the joke? Talk about this movie for fart's sake. This is a we don't, we can we can swear this movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and this is a podcast where I usually have my friends on and we talk about life over a couple of drinks. And this is the last episode of 2018. My, 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 what a friggin' year it has been. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I am recording this the day before it comes out, so it is now December 27th. I'm trying to make the most of the rest of my vacation, and I'm super excited to be bringing you guys a great episode this week. I just quickly wanted to go over some quick stats uh, on the show. Not so much about downloads, but more so about all the work that I put into this podcast this year. I'm pretty, pretty proud of it sitting back and looking at these numbers. So this year, I did not miss one week of podcasting. I have done 52 regular episodes of the podcast, and that is not including two-part episodes. So if there is an episode that is a two-part episode, I'm actually counting that as just one. But that said, if we are counting two-parters and bonus episodes. There have been 60 overall episodes, including two-parters and bonus episodes that I have put up on the regular feed. That's insane to me. And in addition to that, over on Patreon, and we do have a Patreon, so if you do want to spread some love, that is a great way to do so, is becoming a intoxicated Patreon. So over on Patreon, we've actually posted 25 bonus episodes. So that includes ones that me and Corey went out of our way to record, and ones that I put together based on extra footage or guests sticking around to record more. So that is crazy. And I'm very proud of that. It's a lot of content out there. I would be actually really curious to see how many hours of Intoxicated is out there right now, but I didn't want to do all that math. I'm just I'm pretty stoked about it. It was a great year for the show. I had a lot of fun. So many episodes that I'm really, really proud of. And 
the best is yet to come, people. 2019, you are going to see even more friends, more comedians, more special guests, hopefully more collaborations, and I'm very, very excited for it. But the subject of this week's episode is a little bit different. Now, I know we just posted our anti-Christmas episode, which was a ton of fun, and we talked about what we didn't like about Christmas, and in sticking with that theme, another overrated day, I think, is New Year's Eve, and just the whole concept of New Year's resolutions and creating these lofty goals for ourselves that let's be honest, we don't usually accomplish. Now, what I wanted to do for this one, based on a suggestion from a friend of mine, is kind of stick with the anti-theme and do an anti-resolutions podcast. So what that means is talking about the mistakes we will continue to make in 2019. So let me elaborate on that. My friend Mark came on the show again. Now, Mark is a returning guest. He has done five episodes of the podcast in total. So if you are a regular listener, you probably remember him. He's a great podcast guest. He knows how to talk and he knows what he's talking about. Now, Mark came over. We sat down and we talked about anti-resolutions. And kind of what I mean by that is taking a personal inventory of your flaws and the things that you don't do right and sort of learning how to manage those. And by that, I mean, rather than making lofty goals for ourselves that are huge and they feel very, very hard to do, it's about taking what you want to accomplish and breaking them down into smaller tasks that are actually realistic for your life. So what happens when you kind of look at your life and you look at what's going wrong and what you're doing wrong, you really learn to prioritize those things. So when you prioritize, you focus in on what you can achieve versus all these things that you want to achieve. It can be overwhelming going into a new year. You're kind of looking back at the past year and you're looking about all the things you didn't do and you just get down on yourself and you think, oh, I got to do all this new stuff in the new year. Next year is going to be my year. I'm going to do A, B, C, and D when really you're not going to do all those things. So something that we mention a lot in the episode is we kind of refer to life as almost like a minefield. In other words, you are kind of just navigating this minefield. You're seeing red flags and you're trying to avoid explosions. People aren't perfect and we have to stop putting pressure on ourselves to be perfect. And that's what I kind of don't like about this time of the year where it's New Year's Eve and you're going into a new year. It's just a lot of pressure. So this was an excellent conversation. If you know Mark, you know that he is very insightful. And so this kind of felt like Mark's TED Talk, uh, I gotta say, but it was excellent. I loved it. It was a long episode. We kind of got into, in addition to talking about productivity and goals and doing a personal inventory and finding your flaws, we also talked about dating and New Year's Eve in general. So what I did this time around is going to be another two-parter episode, guys. Gonna end 2018 in true intoxicated style and just break this up into two parts for you so it's a little more digestible part one we talk about goals and productivity and like i said that personal inventory and part two we talk about dating and new year's eve so part two will be a shorter episode but i just didn't want to hit you with like a two and a half hour podcast because i know that some people have trouble listening to really long episodes so i hope you guys like this two-parter i think it was a great way to end the year a great way to sort of set the tone going forward into 2019 and oddly enough through talking about all this stuff with my I kind of realized like a lot of the things that I said I would continue to do, I actually do want to change. Um, This actually really made me think, and I've been sitting on this episode for about a week, but it's a great way to look at life in the sense that let's focus in on the root causes of the problems in your life and attacking them in a way that is realistic to you. So I know it's, that's not a sexy concept and it's a lot of personal work, but it's something that I'm going to tackle head on in the new year. So big thanks again to Mark for coming on. He's a regular, he's a trooper, five fucking episodes of this podcast he has done so 
props to Mark for coming on. It was excellent as always. I took an edible during this episode and I feel like high episodes are so much more different than the drunk ones for me because I tend to get to talking and then I will just like forget what I was going to say and I just blank out. So (laughs) that's definitely interesting. But we did also drink whiskey during this episode as well, which is what we drank on Mark's first episode of the show. So kind of cool. It came full circle. Do make sure to follow the podcast on social media. We are Intoxicated Podcast everywhere except for Twitter which is in underscore toxicated. As I mentioned earlier, the Patreon bonus episodes. If you're interested in getting extra content from the show, you can sign up for Patreon. We have various reward levels on there, anywhere from $1 to 20, and you can get extra content based on the level you pick. It's a great way to support the show, but even better is to just make sure you're subscribed to the show. So Intoxicated Podcast is anywhere you find podcasts. So whatever app you use, we should be on there. Make sure you do hit that subscribe button. And if you want to leave us a iTunes rating or review, that would be amazing as well. And of course, don't forget to tell your friends about the show as well. That's the best thing you can do. So that's it, you guys. The very last episode of 2018. I hope you enjoy this epic one with Mark. And happy fucking new year. Anyone would do that. If you give me a room with two hotel beds and there's no consequences, <laughs> going to abuse them. Like That's what everyone does in hotels. You abuse hotel rooms. Yeah. There's no better sex than hotel room sex because it's sex where you also disrespect the room. Oh, are we going to talk about sex stuff tonight? Sure, probably. Well, I'm excited about this. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. Um, I'm here with a... I, I didn't do the math. Do we know what episode you're at? Uh, I think this is my fourth. Whiskey and sex. Uh, Burning out. Yeah. Uh, millennial life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is four. This is number... This is four. It feels like it's more than that for yeah. some weird fucking reason. It's probably the fact that you've known me for far too long. Yeah, it's true. Mark! Hi. Mark is here! Hi, guys. <laughs> Happy New Year. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> And I am keeping with the tradition. Actually, no. First, this is very sentimental. We are actually drinking whiskey together, which is what we drank on the first episode you did. Uh, we probably drank a much fancier, more expensive whiskey when we did. No, we actually didn't. We drank uh, the first, Bu- I think, was Bullet Bourbon. Bullet Bourbon, which was good. Which is very good, yes. But this is Johnny Walker Black, uh, which I believe is a step up and is... <gasps> really? Yeah. And I've also gotten... Very drunk on with the head taster of Johnny Walker Black. What? Yeah. There was a part. Uh, we were partying in, Al- in Alberta and it was a hoot and we snuck into the back of a bar and he kept ordering Johnny Walker shots. It was a good time. What the hell? Well, I, wa- I wanted to. I really want to learn to like whiskey. And I know that it's a process that is going to be painful and there's going to take a lot of work on my end. But I went into the liquor store. And I was like, So I are just- you describing liking like whiskey or just like getting used to anal? Like- <laughs> It's going to be a lot of work on my end. It's going to be a little painful, uh, but I'm going to get used to it. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not at all wrong. But I went in and I, and I just said, like, what's a good starter whiskey? Like, what's... And they recommended... like, And I was kind of looking at the Johnny Walker ones, like all the different labels or whatever, and they're like, Johnny Walker Black would be a good start. They're like, skip yeah. the red. Skip red. S- skip the red. Red is is okay, but it's it's like, it's the bottom of their barrel, I think. Um, and we are also having some delicious uh, medicated chocolate balls from Coast to Coast Medicinals in BC. Oh, yeah. I ate one. I forgot. <laughs> it wasn't a high percentage. So no, calm it's, it's down, 10%. Everybody. It's 10 uh, milligrams. Um, it's pretty lightweight. Uh, you could probably do like your taxes on it. Do and, my taxes. Yeah, I, haven't, I hadn't done that for two years when I got home. Ugh. That's why I have an accountant. <laughs> 
Yeah. God, I love I have an accountant brother-in-law, so. Very good. So that's even better. Very good. Um, Bring in for cheers. Salute. Uh, Hell yeah. And you know, I gotta say, this isn't fantastic, but it is pretty good. With that, like, we have a splash of water and some ice in it. And I I should correct you, that's technically not, like, whiskey. That is a blended scotch. Okay, so... I know, but it... Call it what it is, bitch. But isn't it scotch whiskey? Isn't that yeah, what it's they scotch call... whiskey, but it's more apt to call it scotch. So what it's... would you call... If you said whiskey, what yeah. would you be referring to? I'd be referring to like rye whiskey. Oh, okay. Um, like a whiskey... Like just a whiskey. Like a regular whiskey. Uh, whiskey's a fun fucking word to say, folks. I say know. it with me. Whiskey. Whiskey. Um, Drink every you're... time we say whiskey on exactly. here. Uh, but when you're dealing with like whiskey, like if you're looking at something out of Canada, like a Canadian club or like um, any of that stuff, yeah, like it would be... Like like capital W whiskey. Right. Um, like you might get more specific, call it rye whiskey or whatever, whatever the fuck that's made with. Um, and then there's like bourbon. That's just fucking whiskey. Uh, and then when you're dealing with like scotch, it's yeah, it's whiskey and there's Irish whiskey is just whiskey. But it's like specificity matters. Damn it. I mean, it does. You're totally. Where did my phone go? You're to- oh, okay. I was sitting on it. Uh- <laughs> Back to the anal topic. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. yeah, no, but I want to get into it more because it's it's a drink that when I'm really feeling life and I want to drink. I, this sounds weird, but I want to drink something that hurts a little bit. Yeah, or like something that you can really feel. Whiskey hurts when it goes down. Yeah, like it phrasing. Uh, but yeah, no whiskey hurts. Um, well, I think just alcohol in general probably hurts. Yeah, but it's like it's like a strong drink. It's it kicks you in the ass a bit. Yeah. And and that's why I like it. And that's why I like having it on episodes where the talks are a little bit more like either harder subjects or harder subjects. Phrasing. Oh, snap! <laughs> I'm not hard yet. The subject is not hard yet. <laughs> um, You've been getting late? No. God, no. I've been busy as fuck. I just finished a master's degree and got a promotion at work. Like, I bought the- a Lexus, motherfucker. Yeah, I did. I bought a Lexus. Uh, and so, like, I don't, like, I have prioritized sex and dating as, like, the lowest thing on the rung because that shit takes time to do right. And so I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. And, like, I could, there's a couple people that I could probably call up and booty call. Like, I absolutely could. But it's like, yeah, I'm a little busy right now. And I don't really know if I want to spend a night, like, dealing with someone. Like, a lot of my job is very, like, person-centric. So I talk a lot and I yeah. deal a lot and I trade completely on charm with a lot of my clients and so like the last thing I want to do is keep being charming is keep yeah keep being charming you, like, but, like fuck but, that but in other words like if if it just happened to happen you, you'd roll with it but you're not going out of your way to is this an offer but yeah no um <laughs> no! phrasing uh not phrasing at all I just wanted to throw it out there uh, <laughs> But no, no, but it is at a point where like I have now finished a master's uh, and I have like actual free time because part of my master's was helping to build a company, um, which I won't name no because deal. then you can identify me. Yeah. Um, not that anyone listening to this who knows my voice is confused. Uh, but outside that, fuck you all. You don't know who I am. And that's yeah. great. But like there is a point where like I did I did not have time. For the things that I wanted to do in my life other than, like, this set of things that I could do. Like, help build a company, um, finish my master's, do the paperwork for that, go to class, go to homework, um, pitch when I had to pitch, go to events for it. Like, I, I, tra- I traveled down to uh, New Boston in Bedford. Right. Or in, uh, New Bedford in, like, just outside Boston. And, uh, like, I just, and I work 
like full time. So and I was down a day every week because that is the day that I go to class. So like I have a 50 hour a week job and I'm down a day. So even that like adds complexity to your life. And now I work a standard Monday, Friday work week again because I don't have class. <gasps> right. Because we were talking about this in the last episode about that. Like that's where you saw the, your life going. And now yeah. you're here. Yeah. Like I'm done. I'm yeah. actually done. Um, and there has been like some self-improvement like the last month I've lost probably like 10 pounds. Um, thank you, keto. Thank you, meat. Uh, Sarah can't say that right now. And, uh, yeah, she looks shocked. It's like she's going to deep throat the microphone. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure some of the listeners know what that looks like, (laughs) but I'm actually like, I'm free again and I can like actually have hobbies and I can like, yeah. So, yeah. so what, what does that feel like for you right now? Oh, it's great, but it's also very confusing. Like you yeah. don't, when you have like free time again, you have free time again. You and don't you have, know what the you fuck haven't to filled do. it with fucking anything. And you all like also, I would like my head was so down with everything I was doing that I never really looked up and was like, what am I going to do next? Right. And so now I'm at that stage of what am I going to do next? And I have it like a giant fucking whiteboard in my condo. <gasps> And I wiped that all down and I started like like flow charting, like what the fuck am I going to do and doing pros con lists of like if I stay in the Maritimes or if I move, um, if I go to a different region, what can I do in that region? What regions do I want to go to? Um, my ex is no longer in Kitchener-Waterloo, which is like my favorite town and is the tech epicenter of Canada. Were you avoiding going there just on the off fuck chance that you would yeah. see her? And then- fuck yeah. Well, my exact That's, words to her what was... What would the chances be? Oh, it's a unbelievably small town with a vibrant tech industry, and she's mm. a tech recruiter, all right, got you. or was a tech recruiter, and like we all go to the same fucking networking event. So like, yeah, no, I would have seen her like a weekly fucking basis. I would have seen her, and I also told her when I went up there um, to live with her, like, if this doesn't doesn't work out, this city is yours. Interesting. Like, I'm not you going now to have stay. <laughs> yeah, you In have Kitchener. I have seceded that to you. And now, like, she's not there, so I may end up going back. Um, I love the town. Um, And realistically, like, I don't have much of a social life in this city anymore because of what I've done for the last two years. So it's at a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to miss, like, like 10 people. Am I one of them? Probably. (gasps) Probably? (laughs) Well, I haven't, like, made an itemized list. These are the 10 that I will miss. No, I haven't done that. But I am just saying, like, there's probably, like, fuck 10. Where, like, because I haven't seen people and I haven't kept up with social and I haven't kept up with going to events because I don't really need a job in this town. Um, and I was busy. Like, I just, I didn't see a lot of people. So I kind of fell off on a lot of people. And now it's like, do I want to pick all that back up? Or, uh, like, what's the benefit of doing that versus the benefit of going away and leaving the city? And uh, I don't really know yet. Like, I, I started wireframing it, like, uh, Saturday when I had had probably way too much pot. Uh, I ate like a 60 gram edible and I hadn't eaten much that day because I'm dieting. And so I just flow charted the shit out of stuff. And I'm just kind of trying to like look at it every day and think like, okay, so like what in here is viable? What isn't? Um, and figure out what I do in the next year, which, um, yeah, like, fuck. And, well, the reason I'm yeah. saying fuck is, is, like, I feel like I'm in the exact same spot. Like, in terms of the, the new whiteboard. Like, the whiteboard is cleared. Like, now what the fuck? 
What yeah. the f- what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Well, yeah, and when you get to be like an adult, like we were told there were certain things you were supposed to do in as adult, like you're supposed to get a job, you're supposed to have a wife, or like for me, I'm like wife, kids, house, like you're supposed to do all these fucking things on the checklist. And our generation has kind of shunned all of that. And it's like, okay, so now when I have time, what the fuck am I actually supposed to do? Like, I can't have kids. I took care of that shit years ago. Um, thank you, doctors. Check out the second. <gasps> First this is your or fifth second. episode. No. Oh, we did we talk about the vasect? No, no. Okay, it was whiskey and sex talk. Yeah. Child free by choice. Yeah. Burning bright and burning out. Oh yeah. This is your fifth. This is my fucking fifth episode. episode. Oh my yeah. god! Because we talked about the vas- we yeah, did we an had... episode about the vasectomy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I spent a hundred bucks on a tray fee and got my ball snipped, and it was great. But for a hundred dollars, you well, too can have. Yeah, no, for a hundred dollars, you can totally like. Look, I'm pro life, my life, and so this was the best <laughs> yeah. financial decision I could make. And it's cost me stuff, like it's cost me relationships, and it's cost me, um, basically just relationships. Um, but at the end of the day, like I made my choice, and I'm I'm more or less stuck with it. Like I don't regret it in any way. But like, there's really no going back. Like I've had this since I was 27. I'm 32, almost 33. And every year you have a vasectomy, your sperm count goes down by 10%. And so, yeah, vasectomies are quote-unquote reversible. But, like, just because they can connect the pipes doesn't mean there's water to flow. Yeah. So, like, I could do an extraction, um, which I don't really want needles in my balls again because I've already had that uh, for the surgery. But, like, I could do an extraction. And I actually had, like, the only reason I know that I can do an extraction is because that was something that I actually did consider um on the last breakup like that was an issue and i really liked them so i was like well maybe (laughs) maybe i consider this and i researched what i could do um and we never really had time to talk about it because we just fucking broke up that was a good sum up of everything yeah do it again it was like a good like sparks notes version by the way i'm feeling that edible now and i don't know why well yeah i mean how much have you eaten today not that much. Yeah, so like that's gonna hit you harder. Like I'm not feeling edible, but it's probably because I'm a walking fucking pharmacy. Um, <laughs> I'm on like 200 milligrams of modafinil right now. So, well, let's okay. So the premise of this episode, a lot of times people make New Year's resolutions because we're this is gonna be the last episode of 2018. It's gonna come out right before New Year's Eve. So, like I did an anti-Christmas episode this year because I just I just fucking hate Christmas a little bit and. I decided why not stick with that theme and do the opposite of a resolutions episode. Yeah. So we all know Mark can fucking succeed. Oh my shit. Is this happening Selfie right bitch. now? Really? Selfie. I'm in front of a microphone the and I look really good. The man who did an anti-social media episode. Yeah, I'm back on Bumble, send, bitch. I need new shots. I'm back on Bumble, bitch. Did you send it to the girl? Check the check you're talking to? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, no. I know no matter what you do, you can do it. Like, you are just one of those people. Yeah, no, I'm a winner. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, I have are. no arrogant, like, I, it's arrogant to say, uh, but I have no, like, I don't, I'm not humble about it anymore because, like, I've had friends, like, call me out on the fact that, like, I, I, I have, like, a big ego or I'm, I'm overly confident. And it's like, yeah, why the fuck wouldn't I? I'm a winner. Like, like, speaking literally, like, I have a 4.1 GPA, or 4.11 GPA, when I used to have a 2.69 GPA mm-hmm. in my undergrad. I have a fantastic job. I make way more money than 90% of my friends. I drive a Lexus. Like, I live in a great condo. I yeah. have an amazing life that many of my friends call me a fucking cunt for. And it's like, 
accept what you actually have and what you don't have and recognize when you're a winner because it does make when you're a loser that much easier to deal with or when you suck at something i like that yeah 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 like a personal inventory or gratitude like whatever the fuck you want to write down like I, I do like write down gratitude like a couple times a month like not often i do keep track of like the wins in my life i do talk to people about them um and i think that's actually really really important because all too often like when we talk about you know, you and I specifically, when we talk about like life and Facebook and social media, like we are sharing the downward trends. We are making deprecating jokes about those things. And it's like, how many people get mad at you for being self-deprecating? Well, at the same time, that's the same fucking person that's going to get mad at you for being a little braggy because you just had a I big win. I was just thinking to myself, I feel like I'm the opposite and I'm someone who's like very honest with the bad things. And you're someone who's really honest about the good things. And I feel like it, it can be polarizing on yeah. both sides well, i'm honest about both and i yeah. i used to be just negative and i got so much shit for being negative and then you become positive you talk about how you're great and, then and people like, are like the you're same so cocky. people or like other people will yeah they'll call you coggy they'll call you arrogant and it's like well go fuck yourself what am i just supposed to like tell if i'm about to die tell my wife i said hello you want me to be fucking just completely beige and boring <laughs> and yeah. fuck like no i don't want missionary sex and i'm not gonna be boring like fuck you do a little bit of missionary in there. Yeah, you know, look, eye contact is great. It's a great position to <gasps> choke from. Because I, 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 recently, yesterday was my seven-year single verse, right? Yeah. And I posted a status being like, here's the seven more years of, of sex with no eye contact. And well, I... Okay, it depends on the kind of sex that you're having. Like, I will be honest with you, if you're really into the person and it's really intense, like a little bit of eye contact is absolutely a good time. That being said, if you're just banging one out and you just want to come and have yeah, a good it's not time. Ne- exactly. It's not necessary all the yeah, time. But it'd be nice not. sometimes. Well, there's like uh, my sister has made a comment in my life that is like there's there's sex and there's fucking and there's love. making love. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. there's a complete spectrum of this shit. And it's not all like even if you love someone, it's not always making love. Like I've had great fucking like making love. And it's fantastic. There's eye contact. You love them. Yeah. Like you don't think about choking them. Uh, and then. Like then oh there's God. fucking or like or you're just having sex and your your goal is to make the person come really fucking hard. And if they really like a hand on the throat, then you put a hand on the throat like that's just like there's a spectrum of what we're yeah, doing here. That's true. And like but back to the cause of of like of resolutions like we just talked about a whole lot of positive change and being confident in yourself. Yeah. There's also a lot of fucking things wrong with me. Yeah. And there's and a bunch that I'm not going to fucking fix. And that's what this episode. So like, that's the thing with you. It's like, yeah, we could chit chat about, and I just did an episode with my friend Moxie kind of about the idea of positivity and organization and all that. And I've just come to realize like, maybe I should start this off the anti-resolutions. I'm always going to be a shit show of a human. Well, you're, and you're that's not going to be a shit I've show. Accepted. You're going to be a regular fucking person. Like we, like you think that you're supposed to like measure up to the, the guidepost that like your parents gave you or whatever or like you're the adult in your life gave you you have no idea that your aunt broke up with 20 guys in a year or your uncle broke up with like 20 women uh or you don't know that like your your parent was a secret chain smoker at work or that maybe they drank a little bit too much for their partner's taste like you have no idea the flaws of your parents and the flaws of the people above you because you were too young to even see them and it was so easy my buddy's dad my best fucking friend when we were kids. Like, he's still like my brother. And we're not even fucking close. But if he called me to hide a body, I'd hide a body. 
Because, like, dude ate Mr. Noodle at my house when we were fucking knee-high to a duck. Yeah. And so, like, his dad was a -a pack-a-day smoker. He had no idea until he was 19 years old. I didn't know till I was 25. I have known this man since I was, like, in fucking grade one. And I never knew this motherfucker was, like, smoking player's light in the basement. Because he was hiding it from you. Because it wasn't. Because adults can hide shit from kids. And then you become an adult and you feel like this tragedy train wreck of a human. No, you just do what every fucking everybody else is doing and what everyone before you fucking did. Oh, damn, it's so true. But you don't think about it because you... Because you you didn't see it. Too often we judge other people by the greatness they achieve, and too often we judge ourselves by the worst things we've ever done. And that doesn't get you anywhere. Well, it makes you fix maybe some of your fucking issues, but it definitely doesn't get you nearly as far as recognizing the full spectrum of it. And I think why anti-resolutions are important like oh. knowing the flaws that you have yeah, yeah and yeah. the ones that you just don't want to fucking compromise on it's like true. this entire time i've been sucking on a jewel vaporizer and taking a nicotine and i have no intent to stop that yeah. um for at least the next year because i like nicotine i don't care that it's bad for me i don't care that it's addictive i don't care that vaping is bad i don't care about any of those things right because it's something I in like your life nicotine. that you. Okay, question for you. You you like you obviously do it regularly, like every day. Yeah. So if you were at a say something changed in your life and you all of a sudden didn't have as much money, do you yeah, think that's yeah, not going to happen? <laughs> Come on, I'm talking hypothetically. Sure. Just picture yourself with less money. Picture yourself with thirty thousand a year. No, no. <laughs> let's say no. Thank you. Let's say thirty-five. Um, I sell coke. Like I can. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like, like you would find a way to being poor is, do is, it. Like people get mad because like, and I'm not going to say what? being poor is a choice. I did. I almost said it. There are many people that are yeah. socioeconomically blocked. They are classically blocked. They will never rise. I have had to do presentations where I had to wear a suit, and I have always hated suits. One, because I don't like wearing them, but two, because suits are a classist form of regulating people. If you right. cannot afford a good suit and you're in an event and everyone knows you're not in a good suit, guess what? Your cash flow you're, just fucked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and saw it, it a puts poor an kid. Unreal, unrealistic expectation. Yeah. And I saw a poor kid in high school, Shane, and like I'm not going to say his last name, but brother was broke. Broke as fuck. His whole family was. But he was like brilliant. He was fucking brilliant. And he would get marked down for doing presentations on bad Bristol board. Oh, my shit. Because his family could not go buy him an untorn piece of Bristol board when something went wrong in the car when they were driving home. Like, that's right. the stupidest fucking thing I've ever fucking heard. If you can't respect the merit of someone's work, you're fucking useless. Go fuck yourself. Like, you're Seriously. fucking useless. You're getting in the way. But, uh. yeah, there are people that could earn more and simply don't. They they limit themselves. They say things. They do things. They believe things that will hold them back. Absolutely, that will happen, which is why even a negative inventory like the anti-resolution is a good idea. What's wrong with you that you will never fix? What's wrong with you that you will fix? Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. is why resolutions are kind of okay, but if you're fucking waiting until New Year's, you're a fucking stupid and asshole. And also, don't put time limits on your fucking goals, because sometimes it takes longer to get there than you might think. It absolutely Cause does. Because that's life, and that happens. I'm like... And why the fuck do you yeah. need a day? 
Yeah, Why yeah, the fuck yeah. Do you know? This my yeah. uncle when I was a kid, uh, he got me to go into a, a hairdressing salon and drop off a bag to a woman that worked there because he thought she was cute and she cut his hair and they had a great time and so he was like let's i'm just gonna drop off a random gift you go in and put it in i was like yeah absolutely and he made a point of like he always thought valentine's day was kind of stupid because if you really need a day to send a bag of gifts to somebody you care about like an important thing in your life and you need a fucking special day i guess it's not that fucking special and if you're building and i know so many people that are like oh i'm gonna wait until new year's and my resolution is to lose 30 pounds this year and it's like cool bitch you got a month you got a month right now that you're going to like fucking eat Cheetos and fucking not go and get a treadmill and you're not going to do anything positive for yourself. Like fitness is cheaper than it has ever been before. And I'm not saying a gym membership. I'm saying fitness. I have a $60 exercise bike in my living room and I use it daily and I have lost so much fucking weight from $60 on Kijiji. I paid him extra 20 to deliver it to me because no fucking way I was going to get it because I didn't have a car at the fucking time. And so I'm not going to pay fucking more than I have to, to achieve, like, look at what you can do today and get it done. And this is why I hate resolutions for New Year's because, oh, I'm going to make this big special day. I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to commit. And it's like, no, because then you're going to feel like a failure and your special day was ruined. Fucking if I eat a cheeseburger right now and I'm on a weight loss kick, if I eat a cheeseburger right now, I just broke my diet. But if I connect it to some special fucking arbitrary day where I have to go back and do the goddamn special thing, I'm going to feel like a failure for a year. Instead, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and go, hey, a cheeseburger last night. Maybe I should diet a little more today or get on the goddamn bike for an extra hour because right. I can do that shit any fucking day. Improving myself, I can do that anytime, any day I fucking want. But yeah. what I can't do all the time is because maybe I don't let myself, is take a negative inventory. So the anti-resolution is actually something you should probably fucking do. Myself, nicotine, stimulants, which nicotine is one. Like, <laughs> we're going to list all of bad habits here. Yeah. He likes to drink. He has kept that in line lately. He likes pot. That's usually okay, but I won't lie to you. Sometimes you eat like a 60 milligram edible and you fucking whiteboard for hours. Sometimes you like stimulants, maybe too much coffee. Maybe you like hardcore stimulants. Maybe you like stuff that has a a fucking label on it from your doctor. Like, I love modafinil. It turns off my need to sleep. That's the greatest fucking thing you can give me in a pill. Um, I frequently sleep in uh, when I really shouldn't. And I specifically have medical issues related to my neck that when my neck hurts... One of the things that actually aggravates it really bad is sleeping too long because it's kept in an uncomfortable position. And I actually do have severe neck pain and migraines if I sleep in too much. And I usually don't. But guess what? I still fucking do it. I speed. I fucking swear to way too fucking much for everybody's goddamn taste. The only time I don't fucking swear <laughs> is when I have a kid in front of me and I try my and I, I, I try and- my damnness to not swear in front of that kid. And I also don't swear with fucking clients. Like 90%, 99% of my clients have never heard me utter a bad word. They've heard me talk shit, but they've never heard me say fuck, goddamn, bitch, motherfucker. They've never heard any of that shit. Now, the clients that have met me in person certainly fucking have. Um, my favorite, <laughs> like my two favorite clients are the two clients that I actually have seen and met in real fucking life. One of them I go to Poland with sometimes. Like, she's a phenomenal woman. Yeah. She's heard me swear. Um... And, like, I have a lot of vices. Like, I have a lot of issues. I have a lot of things that I could fix. A lot of things that I'm not going to fucking fix. How do you feel about people lecturing you on those things? I don't give a fuck what people think of me. Like, I guess, how do you you respond to them? Neat. 
Neat. It's <laughs> a great way. To I say watch. neat to any like I say neat because I actually think things are neat. But I also uh, learned this from a guy I worked at in electronic sales. When when someone would say like, a bunch of things to him that he didn't really care about, he would always go neat, and he would pop the T, neat, and he would do that. And I I got on the habit of like neat. And sometimes when I say neat, I really mean neat. And sometimes I'm just trying to end the conversation because nothing kills a conversation. Uh, then a one word answer. Every woman listening, you ever say LOL to a guy because you want him to stop talking? Yeah, you did. And sometimes, so, but also sometimes yes, that LOL. Sometimes you mean LOL, but yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes yeah. you fucking say LOL because you want motherfucker you to stop You don't want to continue the talking. combo. It's and, a non-committal, non-continuing yeah. fucking answer, and it forces him to try to think of a way to change the subject yeah or we do what we, a lot of guys do which is you, i'm done with you uh if a girl lols me and i know it's a conversation shut down because they don't want to continue that line of conversation or they don't have anything better else to say i'll talk to you tomorrow right, right i right. have uh like there are there is Thanks. an abundance of people in the world like fuck i can increase that by 50 percent if i just suck a dick like there's really nothing stopping me from finding someone to talk to right now if I really want to talk to them. And if you've given me an unproductive conversation, I can just go somewhere else. Like my Tinder bio says right now, like if you're boring, I'm probably not going to try that hard. Nice. I like that. Like I have nothing. I don't owe you anything. I don't need to give you anything. But that's just the name of the game. Yeah, absolutely. There's and an abundance. Same goes for me. Like I don't. I've had a lot of just basic boring conversations online and they don't go anywhere. They never yeah. lead to anything. They're just, they're done. Yeah. And it's like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care anymore. Like when someone criticizes me on, on what I'm doing, like if I respect them, I might listen. Um, but I'm not, I like, and I might acknowledge it. I might have an actual productive conversation around it. But if you're just lecturing me to lecture me, like neat, I, I don't give a fuck that. what you think. I don't care. You're giving me nothing other than fucking a lecture. Like I don't, yeah. Like I had a cop pull up beside me once and give me a ticket, and he came up with the ticket in hand. He started giving me a lecture. I was like, is that my ticket? Cool, I'll take my ticket. And I said, ticket or a lecture? Pick one. And I <laughs> rolled the window up. You don't have to listen to a lecture from a cop, especially not when there's a fucking ticket in his hand. Fuck him. Yeah. And I've got three witnesses that you're not going to go write me another ticket, bitch. So, like, give me the ticket. Fuck off. Like, it's not... Like, people are too easily bullied and care too much about other people's shit, and knowing what's wrong with you is a great way to stop caring what other people fucking think, because you've thought about it, you idiot. You've thought yeah. about why you do the thing that you do and, and why it's okay. That's kind of what I hate about it when friends do it, because I'm like, you should know more about my life to know that I already know what you're saying right now. Like, a monthly paycheck, cold hard fact, is a struggle. So... Telling me to make a budget, make a budget. Bitch, I've thought about that every day of my life yeah. on a monthly paycheck. And people assume that you don't. And you've got to, like, they, 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 they assume you don't or they, like, like, they're not in it to have a conversation. Like, no one's the, saying, yeah. are you budgeting and how does your budget look? They're saying That's, you need you, the budget. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like, <laughs> fuck you. It's like, like I, I, number one, you're right. But number two, it's like, I already fucking knew that. And, like, so when you're asking, like, when I, you know, my one of my vices is that I suck with money, but I also am embracing the fact that a lot of that is due to the monthly paycheck, and that is out of my control. And people don't, they just tend to dis dismiss that part and just go to, you're bad with money. Well, look at how many fucking people work for a monthly paycheck in 2018. I have a goddamn weekly paycheck. Yeah. Like, 
most people have a bi-weekly paycheck. You fucking don't know what it's like when someone hands you a month's worth of money on the start of the month and says, bitch, make it 30 days. Yeah. Like, you don't know what that's like. Most yeah. people have never done that. And so they, they they tell you this shit and they have no idea what you're fucking, they're fucking yeah. talking about. They don't know what it's like. And they don't even fucking want to discuss what it's they like. Just, they just want to be able to be like, I gave her advice. Like, yeah. I, I I'm I'm worthy because I gave advice. Yeah, and I stopped giving advice years ago, uh, for the most part. Um, unless you specifically ask for it or you're one of the people I, I will willingly give a fuck about. Um, but for the most part, I think most people are just assholes that want to hear what they want to hear, and if you tell them something different, they <coughs> really don't give a fuck. And they won't listen to you any they might agree. They might agree to you what yeah. you said, but they're not gonna do anything about it. Like you don't you didn't understand that subject or that issue for a fucking second. You just started lecturing. Yeah, so and and that's that's the thing I hate about it. It's like uh, okay, if you are someone who is was in my shoes or knows what it's like, let's fucking hear it. Because even if you say make a budget, like at least I know you're coming from Yeah, or at least give an acknowledgement. I Look, I don't a hundred percent know what that's like but exactly. i know that the hardship that i have could be parallel to it and so what i'm going to do is give you the benefit of what i have learned from my situation which is better than your situation but it's still bad are you doing these things yeah because i care about you and like exactly. only, don't don't lecture me about stuff you don't even do I like 90 percent of my friends would tell me to get a budget Fuck, I know you've, you don't even fucking know how Excel works, you fucking chimp. Don't fucking <laughs> tell me that I need to go make a fucking budget. I know you've never fucking made one. Yeah. Like, you're just giving me blog or post fucking advice. They, they're like, okay, you have $100 a week. And they, and then they make you feel like that's not a hard thing to do. I'm sorry, $100 a week is hard to do. It is. Of course it is. I spend $100 that's... or more in a fucking night. <laughs> and so, like, that's, that's not even drinking. That's that's like also what I hate about it. It's just like, don't act like you don't think that that number is... You know what I mean? Unreasonable. Yeah. I hate like, that. Jesus fucking Christ, people are stupid. <laughs> and it's like, I think the anti-resolution is important because, like, take stock of your own... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, worry about your own house before you come tell me I should trim the hedge, you fucking asshole. You've probably got like 20 issues that we're not even talking about right now, and you're going to lecture me on mine. It's yeah. like, take stock and be aware that people just have fucking flaws, and it's okay. Like, I have so many flaws. So, no sleeping. Oh, I'm terrible at sleep. I usually go to bed Person. at about 3 to 4 a.m. Same. Um, I got my genetic potential done. Like, I got my genetic test back, and then I found a company in the city that uh, Athletagen does a bunch of medical reports based on your uh, your export of data. And the free report they give you just kind of gives you, like, a high level of some cool shit that they do, so you can kind of get an idea. And one of the things that they did was they measured genetic sleepability. Like, oh the, my the God. things that lead to good sleep and bad sleep. Whoa. And there's a spectrum, and none of you can see my hands, but they're fairly far apart. It's, like, 10 inches, so a good night. And... Um, <laughs> Like, there is, like, the good side and the bad side. And I'm, like, an inch from the bad side. Right. And so, like, I know that sleeping is a challenge for me. And I know that I could jump through every fucking hoop. I could develop. And I've tried. Develop a sleep ritual. And, like, train yourself to have habits before bed. And all this shit. And it's like, yeah, bitch, I've tried that. 
And the problem with a sleep ritual is it doesn't fucking work if you didn't fall asleep. Otherwise, it's just a get into bed ritual. And like, <laughs> it's so true. Oh yeah, my god! I drank You're a cup so of tea nice. and I had a hot bath and I listened to an audiobook and I jacked off and then I got into bed and then I fell asleep. That's a sleep ritual. If the end of that sentence is and then I laid there for five hours, none of that was associated with sleep. None of that was associated with sleep. What is associated with sleep is laying in bed for five fucking hours. So it was your like, get into bed ritual. So really. it's like fuck off. Like yeah, like there are things that are different about other people and it's like I am like horrible. I have been staying up past 12 o'clock since I was 11 years old. Wow, that's young. I was young. And like, and my parents were like, go to bed. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I would, <laughs> I remember seeing the clock and seeing 11 a fucking lot as a kid. And so it was like, I know I was up late. I was always up late. I was past like 12. I was to one. I was to, like, as I got older, it got worse. And maybe my lifestyle does contribute to that. Maybe my abusive stimulants does contribute to that some days but guess what there are whole weeks and months where i just drink coffee so like yeah guess what my stimulant issue is not the issue causing this problem right 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 right, and so your misidentification of the problem is pissing me off just like the budget thing because you didn't take the time to understand what the fuck your friend's issue actually was you just heard the title of a blog post and gave the top five tips you don't understand any of the concepts (laughs) stop eating out stop eating out like depression articles are like take a walk don't drink dark soda cut down on caffeine um like watch your sugar go intake exercise Exer- like go fuck yourself yeah, that's yeah. blog post bullshit give me some specific advice to me for it to be of yeah. any kind of value and that's yeah. why as a people we like niche content that's why people that like like hang out with friends talk about sex and drinking love this fucking show like we all have interests and i think that's great i also love that there's a whole bunch of media being right now made right now in 2018 that has nothing to do with my taste and we've talked about this before amy schumer I don't like her. I know you're going to make that face. You made the face. And so, (laughs) but it's like, I, like, guess what? Her content is not made for a 32-year-old white male. That's great. That's the best thing in the world. It means that for once, someone is not making content for a middle-aged white dude. Uh And so, like, it's really important that you actually look at the specificity of people and deliver to them what is actually valuable, from TV content to advice. And if you're giving your friend bullshit advice without exploring it, without actually going into the issue, what do you find so hard about that? (laughs) What limits you in that? What's the worst part about that? What does that mean for you? How do you do X? How do you do Y? How do you buy your groceries? Do you buy them all at once at the beginning of the month? Do you buy a bunch of frozen shit that'll get you through the month? Or do you shop every week and you look for deals? Like, what are you doing to minimize your reduction? Because I don't know what you're fucking doing, so I can't give you real advice other than spend your money better or control your money better. That's, yeah, obviously, fuckwit. Tell me how. (laughs) What do I need to do? If I want to eat fresh veg every week for a month, but I also have a limit limited budget of maybe $50 a week for groceries, is it better that I go in and spend $50 a week? Or would I be more beneficial because of my lifestyle and the way that I live and the way that I behave and the way that I act to actually go and spend fucking $200 at the beginning of the month on things that I can freeze and will last? Like, you didn't give me any advice for me. You gave yeah. me advice for anybody Generic in the fucking advice world. That- and bitch, you know me. Why the fuck are you giving me advice that fucking only pertains to me? Or like it pertains to everybody. You're not giving me any advice that pertains to me. You know me. You know what I do that's stupid. Like, hey. And if you don't. And, and if you don't, ask, ask, motherfucker. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like it's like okay. If you if you just saw a friend on Facebook talking about oh, monthly paycheck sucks, it's really really hard, and you didn't know that this was a single person. What about that is hard? That's you know? the question. That's yeah. the question you ask. Yeah. What I, about that sucks? Yeah. Learn about the person's actual fucking core issue and the related values to the core issue, and again, as people take stock of your own shit and realize that all about yourself, like that's really valuable. That's why anti-resolutions probably a good thing to do just to go back to the core focus of the show fuckwits um and like just, you idiots you fuck you fuckwits um but like know what the problem is and, and solve the problem and and or don't know the problem is there and work the fuck around it like maybe i've had too much modafinil maybe don't have another cup of coffee like and you know what i fucking hate too going like going back to your thing about the sleep thing like i would say like sleep thing for you budgeting thing for me like we all get advice from our friends that is cookie cutter advice that is almost related to a life that is not like a life that is like the ideal life you know nine to five job and home every night no, nothing thousand dollars a year and yeah. paid every two weeks and good Splitting health rent with and, a partner yeah oh fuck people that split rent with partner telling me what to do you fucking yeah. cunts yeah fuck everybody yeah that has that benefit and like doesn't realize that like four hundred dollars a month extra if you're eight hundred dollar rent or like half the fucking cable bill is paid or guess what cable costs the same amount if there's one person paying for it or 10 people paying for it yeah. like go fuck yourself yeah, yeah, yeah like you don't know like you you have benefits that you're not even realizing impact your worldview and privilege that's probably the concept that we want to talk about in that in that yeah. sentence like you don't even recognize your own privilege and but you will recognize the privilege of the group that you don't like and you'll bitch about it and you'll point at it and you'll bitch it like mostly yeah. white guys and I'm a white guy so I'm a little annoyed about that right now uh, and yeah we deserve a lot of it but like also like recognize your own privilege and, yeah. and how it impacts your worldview of your friends it's, um, it's really easy to judge other people it's really easy for me to sit here and bitch about people that bitch about my privilege but it's another thing entirely when I start actually looking at my own privilege and realizing how it's going to shape what I say to my friends and what advice I give to my friends Yeah, and like if I can do it, if the straight white male can do it, the apparent scum of the internet, uh, fucking everyone can so do can it. So can you. Like, yeah. if you don't value that, then, like, recognize that you could do it, too. 100%. And and the worst part about that type of advice, too, is, is like, they assume... So, like, in other words, you and I stay up late. 3 a.m., 4 a.m., most nights. Yeah. People tend to automatically go to, ooh, that's bad. It's like, no, bitch, it's just different from yours. Oh, no. There's people who work nights. Let's be real here. Let's or be real work here. different shifts. In our instance, okay, because the anti-resolution, recognize yeah. the bad. Don't just say, like, you know, you, like other people, blah, 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 yeah. do this and this. No, that's bad for me, okay? That's bad for me. Um, I've been lectured on my eating habits from people I've seen do a line of coke off a chick's ass. It's like, um, uh, excuse me? Excuse me? Like, we all have that one super healthy friend that loves drugs. And it's like, fuck you. Like, <sighs> you're not like, fuck you. Like, we all do unhealthy things and we all need to probably mitigate them. But part of, of an unresolution is knowing what negative things you're not going to deal with because they aren't impacting your life enough that they fucking matter. I could obsess. I could obsess about the fact that I can't sleep before a certain hour of the night. I could, I could yeah. spend all my time on that. But fixing that really in the grand scheme of my life, is that going to make a huge difference? I don't know. But what I do know is that this and this and this and yeah. this are all actually going to make an immediate thing. And so I should probably focus on those. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, so, and it can be like, especially with sleep stuff, like 
It's your fuck. Oh my god! What? I just made a jerk off motion. I was talking about this off. with a friend last night about like um, orgasms, and <laughs> and I was saying about how how it energizes me. Yeah, of course it does. Like I have, there's so many people that are like, if you can't sleep, you should jack off, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is I should do something that causes a mass endorphin rush and will probably also keep me awake for another half hour. Like, yeah, I'll feel real good, but like sometimes that shit gets you a little wound up and productive. Yeah, like I'll get up and just want to make them sandwiches. Yeah, no, you want a snack after you get off, and so like you're you're looking at like minimum under the 30 <laughs> minutes because you're awake, and then maybe another 10, 15 because you're going to be digesting the sandwich that you ate. Because she got off. Usually it's peanut butter. And so, like, you're moving forward with all of these trained behaviors that, like, maybe they're bad, maybe they're good, maybe they're ubiquitous. But, like, yeah, take stock of them. You take fucking what? indeterminate fuckwits. So let's do yours. So so you said cursing, um, stimulants. Oh, I love them. Uh, drinking, but I don't think that that's not really a big issue. Uh, it has that, been in the past. Not, that's it not your red flag. 100% has in been the red past, flag in the past. Recently. Lately, it's been great. Yeah. And yes, probably indicative of the past. Maybe stop. But also, like, that's everything we do in life. And right now, it's not impacting my life in any way, shape, or form. The, probably the better lesson is to not use it as a crutch. Right. So, like, rather than looking at this big carpet like don't do it maybe look at the actual like underlying causes and be like oh so i use it as a crutch and it's emotionally a problem and maybe don't do that like if you understand what you're doing wrong you understand when you're doing it wrong and what the reasoning is and that gives you so much more perspective on actually solving the problem because just like when your friends understand your problems better you understand your problems better and can choose which to solve and how you actually solve them and what the problem is yeah and it's crazy, like, the insight you can get when someone's like, this is my decision. And then you're like, well, why? And then they tell you and you're like, fair enough. Yeah. You get to know their fucking life. Yeah. Like, have you ever actually talked to an alcoholic? Like, one of the steps is, like, uh, atoning for all the bad things that you've done. Well, part of that is a, is an inventory of all the bad things that you've done. And guess what? When you take an inventory of all the bad things that you've done, sometimes you find out why you did them. And when you find That's out why you did them... That's the that's what you fix. Mm-hmm. That's what you go and fix. And and if there isn't an underlying cause, then maybe you have a grand scheme issue. If there, if, like, there's there's so much you learn by examining, not just saying you're bad or saying there's a problem. Like I have bad sleep, so I take stimulants. Yeah, that's too, I have bad sleep, so I overdose on coffee. I also really like stimulants. What I found it was with when you're a little bit turned on a stimulant, uh, you produce really good work and you produce it really fast and so like i'm not gonna lie here how many of you t- drank too much red bull when you were writing a paper in college how many of you took yeah. dexedrine i can fucking yeah. name like 10 of our friends that took dexy in college and like there's a huge issue in the states right now of kids abu- abusing drugs to get better grades and it's like uh, yeah there is there's a reason it's because they work yeah. It's because they work. You like if if dexedrine didn't make you focus, you would take it for a completely different reason. reason. Yeah. Like I like stimulants for a variety of reasons, and I can list them all for you on a piece of paper. And when I look at those reasons, I can determine which of these are unhealthy and are they contributing to a large issue or are they not? Yeah. Like if your drinking is causing you to lose weight and one of your goals is to lose weight, maybe you don't have a drinking problem, but drinking is contributing to a problem right and that problem is something that is solved by a multi-factored approach of determining actual causes yeah 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 like if you're broke 
look at all the issues. Okay, I get paid once a month. I get paid too little. Maybe I spend arguably a little too much on some object or some activity. You can list all of the reasons and you can determine which of those are fine and which of those are bad. And if you don't do that, you just have bad behavior that has no regulation, that has nothing to examine. Um, I know that when I mix drinking with certain things that I am actually prescribed to take, there are interactions that may result in worse things. Mm -hmm. And so guess what? When I take those things, I have learned to not drink. And I've learned that when I want to drink, like if I'm going to go out with friends, it's like a buddy's birthday, and I think maybe I'm going to have too many, I am going to not take those things because I am learning how to prioritize and balance the things that I want and to minimize the bad outcomes. And that is all you're doing when you take a negative inventory. When you take an unresolution. That's so true. I never thought of it that way. And like, You're not disposing of the problem. You're just going about it in a different way. That's healthier. And you're learning that a problem, capital P, might be a summation of... 10 problems and 10 issues. There are problems, but you, you can fix them. But, yeah, they're just things you do that probably shouldn't do, but they're not like they're not a problem. Um, and it's a culmination of a multifaceted thing. And all too often, we reduce it to some base element of like, oh, I'm broke and I need a better job. It's like, no, there's a multifactored thing in there. Yeah. And you need to examine the whole thing. And, and if you still come back with, I need a better job, then you know that's the correct solution. Um, yeah. In, in fucking philosophy class in college, like you fucking you get taught that a lot of people come to a conclusion subconsciously and then we try and justify that conclusion with good and valid reasoning. Well, if you just did good and valid reasoning without that assumption, you may come up with a better and better, a uh, better and different solution. Right. And if you can't go and do that, then you aren't actually examining a problem in a nope. correct way. Nope. No, nope, you're not, and you won't be self-aware. Yeah, you won't be self-aware. You just have problems that you don't know how to solve, and so like awareness of of what your flaws are. Like I, I like we've gone through a couple, like drinking, sleeping, stimulants. Um, I eat too much. Um, I swear too much. I um take things too lightly sometimes. I make too many jokes. I sometimes come off as a bit of a dickhead to people because and like two of these things I just said before this are contributing factors to the third. Like when you actually list them all out. And determine which ones you will not change and which you will. You can actually see the structure and the foundation of how you built that problem. And if you don't, like, if you don't go and fix that, like, if you don't do that, you're never going to solve that problem. You're never going to solve the problem because you don't know what's truly causing it. Like, you watch, like, and you can't make these shows anymore, at least not in North America. But you look at, like, fucking Super Size versus Super Skinny, which is a British fucking reality show uh, that was focused primarily when Britain was having like a lot of weight issues. They still kind of are. Um, they made a show where they would take a morbidly obese person and a super dangerously skinny person and they would put them in a house together and they would make them hang out and they would make them switch diets and you would see how much food one person can take and when it's way too much, you see it and you see when a person eating too little and and suffering from it, like getting migraines because of lack of food, you see the negative consequences of what it could do to someone else. And you see that it's probably doing that to you because you're no different than them. You can't make those shows anymore. Uh, but when you actually look at issues and you look at yeah. like everything underneath it, like every episode, they start talking about their unhealthy food behavior. 
And it's right. like, where did you get this behavior? When did it start? What was the root cause? And I'm not saying that like mental issues that come from these things like anorexia or binge eating, which is a disorder. Fuck anyone that says it isn't. Um, like you look at those issues and and you just you wipe them away. You don't explore them. Yeah. Um, and you like those are different. Like, those are different than the problems that we have. But, like, if you look at them far back enough, like, sometimes an eating disorder was once an eating problem. Sometimes an alcoholic is someone that had a drinking problem. And, like, right. I truly believe, like, yes, there's addiction and there's problems that you can't fix with mental training. Like, CBT does work to a point. Medication works to a point. You have to do things. You have to retrain yourself. But a problem is a dysfunction. It's just not gotten as severe. Like, I, I have insomnia sometimes. That is when I let my sleep problem get really, really bad. Um, and sometimes I can't control it. And sometimes maybe it's just because I didn't fucking turn YouTube off till 5 a.m. for the last three days. But my it's body's... never one thing. It's No. It, it, that's why it's... Why am I watching YouTube yeah. till 5 a.m.? What am I getting out of that? Why am I watching it? Is it because I was so stressed during the day that I just need something mindless for hours and hours yeah. to decompress? Okay, I have found a problem. I have a problem decompressing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm solving it in this really long, elaborate way. <laughs> Is there something I could do that shortens that? Does the, maybe it's the gym. Maybe the gym and working out will reduce my stress at a quicker, faster rate. Maybe for some, it's having a glass of scotch and a single glass, and it's just that mental training of it's over now. Every smoker I know is addicted to smoking, but in the same breath, there is something unbelievably pure about walking outside, lighting a burning stick, and standing there for 15 minutes knowing you don't have to fucking do anything but this activity for 15 minutes. And then you have to go back and deal with the rest of the world. But right now, you have an unbelievably stress-reducing activity that you can do that works for you, and you know you're going to do it. Maybe that need for de-stressing is the reason you're still smoking or you're having a harder time quitting. Again, if you don't look at why you're doing the bad behavior... Yeah, you don't understand it, and you don't cherry pick the ones to focus on. Like you can drown in your own issues. You can always think you're a piece of shit, but like when you think you're a piece of shit, okay, what are the three easiest things you could solve right now? Oh, there's a pizza box in the corner. I should probably go put it with recyclables. Like there's little activities you can do to gain self worth in any activity or or fix a problem in any way. When I clean my condo, I don't fully clean it. My my rule is: is it Better than when I found it. Exactly. The same way I leave women when I date them. Um, <laughs> is it better than when I found it? Yeah. Is it better before? Because if it isn't, then you did it wrong. Relationships, in money, in cleaning your condo. If you didn't make it a little bit better, it might be bad in the short term. But if you didn't make it a better, little bit better for a yeah. long term, then you didn't do it right. You got to focus on the little things, I think. Yeah. I know, I, I'm how the many same fucking way. college douchebags did you know with recyclables strewn around the kitchen because they were too stupid to buy a recycling bin and put a fucking bag in it so the bag didn't fall off the goddamn door hanger yeah, yeah, in the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. kitchen cabinet? Yeah. They're doing something. It's just not that good. Yeah. So improve it. Take time to see what the real cause of the issue is. Oh, my bag keeps falling over. My floor gets gross. So then I stop caring. Okay. What stops the bag from falling over? I don't know. A motherfucking fucking bin to put it in? Like, keep being a lazy... Like, don't be a lazy shit for just 10 minutes. There's a fucking college humor video about it. It's brilliant. Like, sad boy house. That's that's the perfect (laughs) way to describe it. Sad boy house. Um, I'm sorry. I cut you off earlier. I I don't even know what I was going to say. You're saying something about yourself. Uh, oh, Oh, the little tasks. Yeah, like, whenever I'm feeling depressed... 
I that's exactly how I tackle it now. I'm just like, what are yeah little things I can do around this house right now to put my mind at ease a little bit, and it could just be like doing dishes or something. And maybe what's weighing on you is twenty issues. Okay, yeah, but. 19 of those issues you can't solve at 2 in the morning. But you know what you can do? Clean up a little bit. And exactly. guess what? You're down to 19 issues. And maybe your depression or your feeling of sadness. Maybe not like clinical depression, but your feeling of sadness and self-worth. Like Gets self-worth has gone better. up. The sadness has gone down. Yeah. 19. Like you've checked something off a duty list. You're at 19 out of 20. That's a phenomenal thing to have. Yeah. So move forward. And you're moving forward. And and don't do it based on like we going back like to the New Year's Eve thing. Don't do it based on time frame. No. Don't don't say I want to lose weight for my wedding. Well, no, no, losing weight I want to lose weight for my wedding is a perfectly admirable goal, I think. Okay, not to debate the but I as of this day, this special day. Right, exactly, yeah. No, you want to lose weight for your frame. wedding start today, start right now. Like and you don't have to I'm not saying start right now, eat a salad or go work out. But Just like, do something small, pick up a piece that... of paper. What game plan do you need? Yeah. Download an app. Download an app to tra- track your, your calories and commit to doing that for the next weeks. It's about little commitments, little, little resolutions, and, and they don't yeah. come in one big grand sweeping moment. Just like fixing yourself doesn't come in one grand sweeping moment. Unfortunately, we're trained by fucking bullshit rom-coms that everything is fixed with one giant show of whatever and one grand gesture or like people's lives just magically change from one big thing. Yeah. Like it's not magic. It's not serendipity. Like Jesus fucking Christ, you assholes. It drives me fucking <laughs> nuts. Absolutely nuts. I have seen people want to do big grand gestures because, oh, I think it'll work. It's like, no, it works in a movie. You show the fuck up to that bitch's house at three in the morning with a boombox above your head. I guarantee you it's no 16 goddamn candles. I guarantee you. 100%. You're 100% cracked. It's a neighbor throwing a bottle at your fucking head. Which is why I hate, like, I hate the fact that I'm going to say something here. The kid thing is starting to get to me. Like, all my my friends having babies. And it's starting to get to me a bit in the sense that, you know, I'm I'm in this point in time, it just so happens to be at the end of December, going into New Year, unfortunately. So it's kind of cliche, but like, I'm just rethinking everything. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be 32 in March. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, holy fuck, that's getting closer to a geriatric pregnancy. Why am I like, why do I care? It's jammed down my throat every day with sonogram pictures and fucking baby announcements. And I uh, I un I unfollow anyone that posts a sonogram picture, and I unfollow anyone that posts an engagement ring because your life is now about to become about a singular event, which I don't need a daily reminder of. And because it's maybe not my goal, but like marketing has taught me one thing. It's well many things, but one of the things that marketing has taught me is that if you show someone a cheeseburger enough, they will want a cheeseburger. That is just how we work. If you make something look delicious or happy or like yeah. the best thing in the world, you will want it. You and that's will why want it. when even people like me who I'm, you know, people ask me if I want kids and I'm, I would say I'm like you with the scale. Like I'm, a, I'm an inch away from now. You know, I'm not quite a hundred percent a no, but I'm like very close to it. And like, and, and then I see these pictures and I'm like, oh, but wait. Do I? Well, yeah, but the problem is also no one is 100% anything, okay? No one is 100% anything. And so you can be tempted. I have a vasectomy, for God's sakes, and I researched extraction with a needle through my balls. No one is 100% 
anything. But like know where you're stuck to your guns, but then it, it you can be you can be weakened. Anyone can I know yeah. vegans that have been vegans for 20 years and you get them drunk and you drive by a place that sells cheeseburgers and they think about it and they mm-hmm. maybe say pull in and the only reason that they don't need a cheeseburger is cuz you say no. Like it's it's the actions of the people around you, but it's also your actions and it's like if you know you're weak if you know you're in a weak moment, if you know you're close to the edge of something, then, like, that's the time where you actually have to take stock and pull back and think about it because, like, you're about to go over the edge. Do you actually want to go over the edge? Exactly, like, yeah. Do you want to end veganism? Do you want to, like, have a baby? Do you, like, these are long-term changes or or big changes from what you have done. You may have you have guilt. You may have issues. But, like, as you get older, I think you start to recognize the red flags that lead to the explosion. Yeah, and it's like I I used to think red flags were the explosions. Like now I've learned, Ooh, no, they are not. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, you're just finding the red flags. It's not. Uh, they're just flags. They're but, just flags. Yeah, they yeah, tell yeah. you there's a problem. Like they're that's all a red flags. flag does. It tells you there's a problem over there, or there's a problem occurring, and like you learn from it. And like, but uh, if you don't, if you don't look at the warning signs, you blow up. Like if like fucking. Yeah, no, that's just obvious. Like, every nuclear power plant that ever exploded, guess what? If they'd looked a little harder and found the defects and been honest about it, probably wouldn't have exploded. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, most explosions, most tragedy, like, there's there's random tragedy, absolutely, but I think a lot of tragedy is just people turning a blind eye for a really long time right. and saying things are fine and never addressing the actual negative things and never looking at the underlying problem of them, and then it gets to a critical mass problem, and you get drunk and fucking offend, like, 20 people, or you, like... Wake up and you got to take a pregnancy test or you like realize you have no money in the bank or like you didn't look at the red flags that were leading up to it. And sometimes when you see red flags, you can't avoid it. Like there there are situations you can't get out of when you are losing money or you're spending money and you know you're not out of money. There's nothing you can really do sometimes. Yeah, you could do X, Y and Z might get you another three days. But, but, like, that doesn't... Oh, not overall. Yeah, and so, like, there's some red flags that you're like, yeah, I know, motherfucker. Like, I know there's a problem. Like, every girl <laughs> in the world knows when her period is coming, and you probably don't super want it, but, like, it's unavoidable. Like, you, you know the red flags of your own period. Oh, my breasts are a little sore. Shit's probably about to get real. Like... I'm crying at everything. Shit's about to get real. Yeah, this movie's making a bit too much point, and also that <laughs> baby is real cute and chocolate. Oh, man. Yeah, no, let's be real here. Like, there are flags, and it's going to lead to something that happens, good or bad. Sometimes a period is great because you're not pregnant. Um, but, like, ding, it, ding. it leads to a point where, like, you you can't avoid it. And so, like, those are kind of the issues that maybe you don't even fix, but you know you have to holistically look at. It's kind of like when you tell a friend you fucked up, but then you then preface it with, but da 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 da, and if you know, like, here are the reasons why I did it. Here's what I have under wraps. Like, I got this. I know yeah. what you're gonna say, and this is why. And then the, you explain it, and then they're like, yeah, yeah. Right. And you also like, or sometimes you you end that statement with, I'll tell you later tonight. Which, by the way, bitch, what you do last night? Uh, I just uh... not on the show. Um, Not on the show. That's fine. Well, actually, no. This goes nicely into uh, my my other anti resolution, which is that I'm probably going to keep going after unavailable and emotionally unavailable people. Yeah. Hi, I'm I'm uh, Mark. I'm Mark. Uh, Yeah, I'm Mark. I know exactly what that's like. Like, I'll be real with you. Like, there are like emotionally unavailable people. There's a reason you're going for them. It's a problem, um, but maybe that's not the problem you solve right now because you just you're dealing with a short term issue that's like I could use some which dick. is horniness. Yeah, I could use some dick, and uh, like 
that's fine. Maybe sometimes you can avoid it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't even really care that you can avoid it because the problem that you're faced with right now, yeah, that's not really the problem you're working on. Like you, that's that's a problem you're going to delay till later. Later. There's like these other five things I got to handle, and it's prioritizing. Yeah, like I could probably admit there are many times where I had too much coffee, but I'm also on a deadline, and the deadline is way more of a fucking problem <laughs> than uh, like being a little uncomfortable having to pee a whole bunch tonight. Like. You get bad news. Like, you you probably are going to get a bottle of something. And, yeah, you're going to be hungover tomorrow. But what you're trying to do right now is solve the problem. And sometimes, yeah, the way you solve the problem is also a problem. Like, maybe that's a crutch. But yeah. the point is that we all do unhealthy things. And sometimes it's to solve a problem. And sometimes it's just a problem we can't solve right now or that's... that we don't have time because there's another larger problem. Like, I've worked in startup for 15 years. Guess what? I could always have benefited from optimizing my code. But what I actually needed to do was, like, seven fucking other things related to the code so it sure as fuck was gonna get worse before i got any better <laughs> technical debt is a real thing for a reason folks i do a lot of drugs and it's really beneficial like my tinder profile says i'm kind of an overachieving pothead and it's worked out for me a lot yeah oh my gosh <laughs> like because i didn't solve the problems like one of the th- yeah I, I will attribute my success to some of this like the concept of this yeah like i have issues i should fix some of those However, I acknowledge the issues and I work around them and I've gotten farther because I'm healthy about even the issues. Like, yeah, sometimes they got out of hand. Yeah, sometimes you're bad. Yeah, sometimes you got to pull back on any issue that you have. The point that you have it in check is what matters. Yeah, and you're balancing. Everyone is balancing so many things and you don't know even what led up to that thing. For all you know, the person that you dealt with that blacked out at a party that was a dick like, they could have just found out that their grandma died. That's true. They could have found out they were losing their job. I'm not saying any of this is excusing what they did when they blacked out. But it's like, yeah, there's things under that problem. But, like, you as a person that had the problem, like, if you're the one that blacked out or you're the one that did something wrong, it's like, okay, what led to this and how can I fix it in the future and not have it happen? Yeah. But also recognize that, like, that doesn't make the person, like, it, sometimes, yeah, what they did is unforgivable. But sometimes it is forgivable. It depends on, on what they it's, did. It's, but as long as you know that. Yeah. And you know what you're dealing with. And also recognize what that you did what when it's unforgivable. Like, I've done some unforgivable shit. And, like, you think about it all the time. But yeah. But, like, there's a point where... In anything, you know, like I have research recovery because I think it's an interesting topic and I was trained as an addictions counselor at one point, like a low level one. But like you recognize the bad behavior and you recognize the problems and you recognize what is unforgivable. But when you get to the recognizing that it's unforgivable, you that doesn't mean you have a lifetime of beating yourself up about it and feeling like the bad guy. Like, yeah, no, acknowledge you were bad and you were you could be a bad guy. But like then like look at it. And learn from it and forgive yourself for it and just remember that that is in the corner of your life and you did it. And so now you have to avoid it for life. Like, it's fine to sleep with an unavailable person sometimes. But if you broke up, like, a marriage and destroyed, like, a kid's life and, like, caused a divorce and now that guy is living in, like, a one-bedroom somewhere and, like, he's living in a cardboard box and you might feel a little guilty about that. Like, recognize that that might be an unforgivable thing that you did, and that means that you now have a new rubric in your life for the direction that you need to take, making better judgments, and knowing where you can't go. Like, if you've done something stupid, like blackout from a grandma death, like, you now know if someone dies that's important to you, you don't get to drink because you will do something bad. If you had a really stressful week on a Friday, I know so many of my friends that, like, they'll be away for work. 
And the Liv worked really hard. It's a crazy week. They missed their significant other. Uh, they missed their, like, animals. They missed their home. They're uncomfortable. And they got to fly back in the next morning. Like, there's a reason people take hungover flights. Like, you, you drink too much that night, and then you have to deal with the problem. Like, you now have learned that when you are in a situation like that, you can identify the red flags and avoid the fucking explosion. Mm. Sometimes it is unavoidable, but a lot of the times it is completely avoidable. But the problem with a lot of things in life is you have to have the explosion to know that there is a problem over there. Yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. a minefield when nothing has exploded looks really lovely. It's a lush green field. Once you get some <laughs> fucking huge explosion points in that field, yeah, guess what? That shit's dangerous. And now you got to navigate it a little bit more carefully because that's all this is. That's all we're fucking doing. That's all we're fucking doing. And that's why I love friends that don't... Like me saying, did something I shouldn't have done last night. I didn't get a lecture from you on it. No. Uh, like, why? Like, you, one, you didn't tell me what the fuck it was. So, like, I know you did something. But you, you've you acknowledged it. Like, what am I going to... I might give you, a, like, a, like, a, a, like, I might be disappointed in the instant. Like, I might say something, like, chastising. But, like, long term in a conversation, like, <coughs> you are getting to a point where you... Discuss it. You learn about it. You look into the issue. I've got friends that cheat on their significant others or, like, get really close to cheating. And, like, I've met cheaters that were like, oh, yeah, it's only a problem if you get caught. And they're like, yeah, no, cheating's a problem. And they're like, yeah, the behavior that leads to cheating is the problem. And, like, oh, yeah, yeah. guess what, motherfucker? You just learned that that red flag chain leads to a minefield. And so you now don't even, when you see the first red flag, you turn around. But sometimes the red flag, you know, yeah, it's a red flag to a thing I can handle. Yeah. That explosion's not coming for a while. And, then and you- I can avoid that explosion. I just got to play it a little loose and risky. We've all exactly. done things that I'm like, if this goes wrong, it's going to go really wrong. But I hope it works out and it works out. And yet you didn't have a fucking choice. <laughs> yeah. And it worked. But, like, sometimes it blows up. But guess what? You had no option there. You just fucking went for it. You got to take an inventory. Yeah. And sometimes you lean on a vice. Sometimes yeah. sometimes you lean on your partner. Sometimes your partner is a vice. Sometimes you, you put too much pressure on them. I've literally done this in relationships, and I've ruined them. Like, you put too much pressure on the other person because you can't handle it right now, and the pressure builds on them, or your behavior changes, and you become, like, different with them because you need something, and you're not expressing it, or you are expressing it, and it's not working. Um, and like you realize you're causing an issue like that is a behavior that is a red flag. That is a thing that you need to learn to recognize early and often and start actually addressing them. And if you actually take like an anti resolution, if you actually look at the bad behavior that you should fix with resolutions, but you look at the things that you do do that aren't really problems, but are kind of not great, but like maybe could lead to a problem. Like if you understand the matrix of your life. You're going to do a lot better. And, and yeah. no one wants to think about that shit. It's always about self-improvement. I'm so great. I'm going to be better. It's like, no, bitch. Like, look at what you did wrong. And by the way, to everyone listening, I don't say bitch as in women. I call everybody bitch. <laughs> I call people I love bitch. I called my mom a bitch. Like, I did. You should, she used to respond with, love you too, sweetie. Um, but like that's, like, that's just how I talk and do it. But like, it is. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like failing, failing well, in a way. In other words... Feeling where you can. The things that you do that are bad, that other people think are bad, are problems, but you just do them in the moment because they feel good or da 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 You needed it then. Exactly. Like, you're just more equipped to handle it if it does explode. Yeah, but you're also willing to like to learn when a behavior is, is risky but acceptable yeah. and when a behavior is risky and unacceptable. And I think that when you can, when you can delimitate those things, I think that's the right word I want, when you look at like the factors and you decide what's going on like 
you can make better like a, a bad week and you're really stressed and you're trying to lose weight and you like sometimes emotionally drink okay so what can i do that makes me feel better right now maybe it's bad maybe it's good but maybe it's going to be bad so like guess what's way better than a bottle of whiskey a pizza you did hurt your weight loss goal you did hurt your health right. goal you did maybe hurt your financial goal but you didn't do the red flag that you knew that at that exactly. moment could lead to an explosion. It's learning about how to direct yourself and the negative in your life. God, I sound like some fucking bullshit guru on the internet, and I'm literally being you a bullshit really, guru really on the really internet. You really, really do. Fuck, I hate it. But like, it is at that point. We it's should like, just start naming specifics. I need to stop sexting with unavailable guys. Yes. Okay. Because that's just teasing yourself. But it's, it's, not, it's not even really just that. It's more than that. Also, don't make evidence, you idiot. It's it's actually more phone. Phone sex? Oh, phone sex is fun. It's phone sex pro- is yeah, phone sex is great in the in the moment when you need it. I've had phone sex with a girl that was literally working at a kiosk in a mall. That was hilarious. Uh I felt really good about how fucking tortured she was that entire time. Um but it's like But it's bad. It's, it's, it, can, it can be bad. It's bad. Depending on the nature of the situation. Like, if you have phone sex with a friend that you're never going to fuck and that is unavailable to you for any number of reasons, but isn't unavailable for the reason that causes a critical issue, like, I have had, like, unbelievably filthy conversations with a few of my friends and their friends, but, yeah, we both needed that conversation. Right, exactly. Okay? We both needed that conversation. And it worked out, and we're both unavailable to each other, and we're unavailable for so many reasons, but it's not the unavailable reason that is the penultimate one. That would that would make things. That would make things bad. Like, it's not, like, there are many reasons to not do a thing. One of them may be worse than the others. Right. Pick which, which direction you're going to take, because there's a lot of bad you can do. Like, I can shoot any number of things with a gun. Some of those things are probably worse things to shoot, but if I have to shoot the gun... Pick what is the least damaging or pick what is the most fun and least damaging if it's still damaging more than the nothing. I'm sorry. I can't stop thinking about my exact situation. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, I go after unavailable people and many, and it, you know what? Yeah, I, but w- I will admit that. What it other is issues it- do you have? Because that, that is an issue that that and money, I think, are two issues that you focus on yeah. so, so much that I think it becomes you can't see the trees through the forest. Ooh, elaborate. Well, like, you can see a forest, but you're not focusing on, like, you're seeing big croppings of trees. You're not seeing all the other problems inside there. You're focused on two big issues. It's like, I shouldn't do this, and I shouldn't do that. Cool. Those two issues we know are longstanding and are going to be multi-year issues or long-term issues. Right. They may be issues you deal with for the rest of your life. But what issues can you solve in the next six months to a year that are actually fucking achievable and will make your life better because when your life is better and you have less stress, guess what? The really big issues get a lot easier to tackle. Mm-hmm. So like you don't like it's like snowball debt. We talked about this earlier. I have no idea if it was on the fucking show, but we were talking about the snowball theory of paying down debt. And I think it's the snowball theory. It's basically paying down your smallest debt. Economically, this is the worst thing you could do. Like if, if you're, you have to pay off interest, pay off the highest interest, highest loan. But people are people. We have mental processes. We have behaviors. We have reward mechanisms. So if you pay off yeah. your smallest debt. You'll still feel good about it. You get a 
big fucking win. And then you're more motivated to save. Like I paid off a, a, a provincial line that was like three grand. I had like $30,000 in debt other than that. And I'm paying off three grand. That's a terrible economic thing to do. But when I paid it off, I felt like fucking God. And I became so committed to fucking paying it all. Like when you say you want to lose weight, don't think I want to lose 30 pounds or 40 pounds. I want to lose five pounds in a month or two months. Guess what? When you achieve that goal, you are way more committed to the next goal. So like look at the little problems in your life. Like I've listed a bunch like and mm-hmm. all of them, there are sub problems. Like I know sometimes I'm grading on people and I'm probably grading as someone listening right now. And there's like 10 reasons why. Which of these 10 reasons can I solve? <laughs> I'm not solving this big issue over here. Okay, I'm solving this little issue and then it gets easier to solve other big issues. Maybe this one, maybe something else. But like what other issues do you have? Do you go out too often? Do you go to, do you spend too much at trivia? Do you Oh my like, gosh. This is the thing. Like could a twenty dollar differential in your trivia spending make a big impact in your life? I'm not saying make a budget. I'm not saying this grand fucking thing. But but no you're no but you're, you're no, isolating you're right. small issues and seeing the bad behavior mm-hmm. and what can you do? I notice that if I leave the coffee maker on at about two o'clock I will make another coffee. So what I do is I turn the coffee maker the fuck off after the first one. <laughs> and guess what? The second problem isn't as bad. And guess what? Maybe the sleep problem's better. And like you're yeah. looking at little tiny behaviors you can tweak and change. And like, hey, you're horny. Oh, you're gonna leave that because it's not really a problem right now. Oh, you're a little hornier. Oh, you're a little hornier. Oh, you had a drink and you're still really horny. Oh, no, phone sex. Oh, I'm a little horny. Watch some porn and bang it out when it first shows up. Whack the mole right away, and it won't be a bigger mole later. Oh, in my case. (laughs) In my case, there was porn and phone sex in one night. Yeah, but like... Something weird's going on with me. Let's be honest here. We've, (laughs) We've all had a night where we get a cheeseburger, fries, and a pizza. We've all done it. There are nights of excess in our life. That being said, if you recognize the issue early enough and you just watch the porn alone and like grind one out, like it's called, like guys call it post nut clarity. What? Post nut clarity. If you ever think about calling an ex girlfriend or like Do it really, like really, or sending a dick pic, guys, if you're sent, thinking about sending a dick pic, <laughs> I want you to not take a picture. I want you to jack off and I want you to think about what you were going to do because I'm betting in post nut clarity, you will find the way. Post nut clarity. I love that. Post nut clarity is important and post nut clarity exists in all the behaviors that we have. Sex brain makes people weak. Sex brain makes people weak. Really Hungry weak. brain makes people weak. There are so many people that will binge on a whole pizza because they felt guilty that they wanted a slice. And I'm not saying you should always go eat the slice, but if you eat the slice sometimes and you stop the initial small craving that's a small bad activity, you might not get to the whole pizza. And if you actually take stock of the smaller micro issues and you address them earlier, you also don't get to the pizza. Like you, I can't believe I'm speaking of pizza as the bad thing here. My God. Uh, But what I am saying is like, like look at it and like look at the small parts of it and address those because... $20 $20 less at trivia isn't going to pay your rent, but it might mean like 60 bucks at the end of a month. But then you you might decide that's not worth it for me. Yeah, absolutely. But you that's what it's about. It's about analyzing that 20 it. is worth it. But like if you didn't yeah. analyze it, then you don't know. If you don't think about all the little tiny problems in your life and you only think about these two big giants of like unavailable men and having no money, 
It's like those are big, scary problems. Okay, those yeah. are big. They're BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. They're big things that you're going to challenge yourself to do. Yeah, that's great. That's climbing Everest. Fuck, everyone that climbs Everest probably climbed Manjaro at some point. Yeah. So, like, what I'm saying is find the smaller mountain that you can fix. Like, maybe it is, uh, like, cutting a couple coupons. Maybe it's buying a cheaper brand of something that isn't as great in the short term. That's something you can sacrifice on because you don't want to sacrifice the 20 out of, like, trivia. But what I am saying is, like, in any of your problems, start looking at the bad behaviors under all of them, the contributing factors, and start picking away at them. Yeah, and I think that's... Why I would put the unavailable men thing under things I will keep doing because I have such a good rap on it at this point. Yeah, but you're also. Like, I know that that sounds ridiculous. Why are you going for unavailable men? I know why. They happen to be the ones that I'm. Okay, yeah, that's true. But why other than that? Because I know why I go for, for women that are involved. Okay, I know why I do that. Ooh, why? I go for unavailable women because they're usually the ones interested in me. But am I behaving differently to them for any specific set of reasons? If I'm really busy or I have a really stressful life and I just need to get off and have some dirty fun, guess what? There's no one better for that than someone else's significant other because I don't have to deal with any of the other exactly. problems. Exactly. Right? Yep. One of the, I think one of the big reasons people cheat is because it's a, it's a guilty pleasure that you may not get caught for. And the other person is in on the secret. They don't want this shit getting out either. They're probably using it for the same fucking reason. And so like, okay, maybe you're too busy and you look at unavailable people and you think, yeah, that fits with what I've got because going on right now. Because it's not every, because you can't have all that person. Yeah. Because and you're all not going to have to deal with all that person. is 10% of this person. But mm-hmm. the only reason you can manage 10% of that person is because there's a fire in another part of your life. And so if you fix that, Maybe you get more time and maybe you can actually start going on. Like, look, I can I can find someone to suck my dick. Okay, It's not hard. Like, it's not hard. If I want to get my dick sucked, I can get my dick sucked. That being said, that's a convenience thing that fits into a busy, stressful life. But when you have less stress, maybe you download Bumble and think about a dinner date. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like people, yeah, we settle down and we couple up when we get older. And yeah, it's because you need a life strategy and we're told we're supposed to do it. Like, that's a thing millennials are told to do. But at the end of the day, you also just have the fucking time for it. You're not studying for finals and working a part-time job or a full-time job. You're not taking part-time classes. You're not, like, all of these other fucking hurdles and time sinks in your life are suddenly minimized. Right. And so, like, if you're doing something that is a convenience, if you're doing convenience food or convenience sex, if you're doing any of that shit, it's because it's convenient. And so there's something that makes that convenience necessary. Yeah. Okay? Like, I can sit down and cook a full steak dinner. But I can also get, go get a cheeseburger, running-themed cheeseburgers. Um, I can also get a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I pick that cheeseburger because it's the convenient thing that fits into the life right now because I only have 20 minutes to get this goddamn food into me because i got to go do X, Y, and Z. Exactly. So are you going after unavailable men... Because, yeah, it's manageable and it fits in and I don't want to put in the effort to uh, uh, dating profile and going on dinners and talking to people and having to be charming and wondering when I should mention X, Y, and Z about myself and wondering if maybe there's actually an issue that's preventing me from getting in a relationship that I really don't want to fucking deal with right now. Like, there are so many times where I'm like, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. And it's like, it's because of these horrible things I'm doing lately. (laughs) And uh, I don't think I want to deal with that. 
And it's like, yeah, okay. So you just addressed some issues and, and like, so, like, actually you, take stock. You, Why are you going for convenience? You're taking chunks out of the iceberg. Like. Yeah. Like, and, and it gets manageable. Like, when you have, like, when you realize what's wrong or, like, what's turning people off or, like, maybe you do know what's turning people off about you and you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to work on it because it's part of me. So, okay, then you have to figure out where you can find people that are like you mm-hmm. or, when it's appropriate to let that out, mm-hmm. okay, like relationships. Ways to manage it, yeah, yeah. Relationships are compromised in everything, including your personality traits. Like my ex hated that when I talk at length about a subject I am passionate about, I use this voice because to her, this voice sounds angry, <laughs> and it does. It very much does. It's actually just what I sound like when I'm passionate. Right, right, right. And so I've met women that absolutely love that about me. And actually, like, got me somewhere because I used this voice. Mm-hmm. And then I've also met women that it does not. And so it becomes a compromise of, okay, when I talk like this, what can I do to make it better for them? Right. Okay. I also don't smile when I talk like this. So she actually would get me. She'd be like, can you please smile? And oh, my I would. God. Wow. And yeah, it becomes less intimidating because I'm smiling because you can see me. And suddenly I don't look angry. And so that voice isn't associated. And I hate doing it. Because it's a, it's a struggle for me. Because that's not how I fucking talk. Right. Like, I don't talk with a big smile because that I pitch. I convince people. I'm, I am moving you to a thing that I want for the most part. And so in any behavior that you have, like, I am unbelievably loud. You are too. I am unfucking believably loud. And I swear. And I have been asked, could you swear less? And why are you always so loud? <laughs> and I learned that there is a time and a place for that person where I can totally be loud. Right. But like I've also learned that it's not all the time for that person and maybe I need to go find a space where I can be loud all the time. Usually when I'm hanging out with my buddy Alex, I can be as loud as I fucking want with Alex. And like, yeah, maybe I need that a few times a week when I'm dating someone because it gives me an outlet for that behavior. So it's like if you can build and construct a life that gets the negatives out of you because they're positives in that moment. Like you can get farther. Like if if guys find you, I don't know, too self deprecating. I, I have no idea well, why guys was, don't date you. So I really. Well, that was gonna be my other thing um, about what I'm gonna keep doing. <laughs> Is I am gonna keep being ridiculously annoying on social media. Yeah, but like the question then becomes: Is there a way to mitigate that? Is there a way to release that energy on social media and through a forum? That it is appropriate and that it is, is, is appreciated. And appreciated is what makes it appropriate. So, like, if you have a – like, I have uh, – and I've, I've mentioned this a few times. Uh, Jill and Nicole, two of my best friends. Um, I They're horrible people. I love them to death. They make fun of me like nothing else in the world. They know every problem I've got and they love bringing them up. Um, in that space, I can pretty much say whatever I want within, you know, good taste. I can post whatever I want. I can talk about whatever I want. I can make jokes whatever I want. And so I have a media outlet on social media for some of the behavior that some people I know don't like. I don't have to give it to everybody. I can give it to a direct core audience. And what I've learned is that in doing that, I get a better reaction, a better response, and it's a better time because it's the right area. Like you don't tell like rape jokes at uh, like uh, a convention of like feminists. But if you're at a blue color or like a, a an off color oh, comedy show, yeah, yeah, yeah. you probably still shouldn't tell them unless they're artful and crafty. But like there are times and situations where those jokes are important and they work so much better in that space 
So it's like find the space for the activity that people don't like because you'll have a better time because the crowd will actually like you and you'll feel validated about it. And again, you start to feel better. Like You can say any self-deprecating thing you want to me, right? You can say any self-deprecating thing you want to Lindsay. You can say anything you want to my – like within good taste, obviously. But like you can say a lot of self-deprecating shit to a lot of people. Say it to them. Find a way to say it to them. Put a Facebook group up. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. what you do. Start a group chat. Start a text message string. Like anything, but it's 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 directing your content to the correct audience because you'll get the best positive response, and you'll learn how to hone it. You'll learn how to craft it. You'll learn how to deal with it so much better. Yeah, I mean, I would agree, but I would also think like my thing with the social media thing is is like I post ridiculous things, but like people don't really understand. No, but but if you put it to the right audience, they do. Right, but like I might not know who that is. And find it. Find it. That's that's the thing. You 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 actually have to solve the problem by looking at the subbed issues. And it's like, okay, so you don't know where to post it. Okay. I love dirty jokes. I belong to a Facebook group called Ho is Life. Ho is Life is just people telling horrendously dirty jokes. Um if that's you are, if you have an issue, go find the subreddit for it. Go find a Facebook group that, that focuses on it. Fucking, there's a million, like, crass, women-focused Facebook groups of, like, self-deprecation, and they're brilliantly funny. Right. And they're brilliantly funny because in the context of that environment, they are brilliantly funny. Go fucking talk there. And yeah. I'm not saying that you need to contain your exuberance. Absolutely let it shine through when you want to. But what I am saying is you'll have a better time in general if you target it to the right place and finding the right place is about finding the place that you fit places that you fit like there are bars i go to because i know i like the bar because i fit in there there are restaurants i go to because i fit there there are facebook groups i go to because i fit there and guess what when i started doing that i got more friends that i got along with i found people i got along with and that i could fuck and i found spaces where there were things that i wanted and i think that all too often we take this approach of I'm going to do what is the typical. I'm going to keep my friends and I'm going to go to the bars that they all go to and I'm going to do the activities they do and I'm going to be a part of the Facebook groups there and I'm going to post my content to everybody and it's like yeah, guess what? You're going to have a lot of negative response in that and that's going to feel like shit. Well, it's not necessarily negative in my on in my end it's not necessarily negative. It's just people not picking up on the joke. Like but, uh, self-deprecation How does that feel? Self-deprecation is a joke. Yeah, but how does it feel when they don't get it? A little embarrassing. Yeah, that's a negative mm-hmm. feeling for something that you really enjoy. That is not something you need in your life. Find the place and the people. Find the thing where that is okay. If I want to talk about dick jokes, I go to a barbershop. Like, there are spaces for everyone in the world now, and if there isn't one, you can easily craft something that is close or something right. that you want. I am impressed by everyone out there making networking groups of the the group they want to talk to. Like they want to talk, they cultivate a community. They cultivate anything that makes their life better. There is like you can micro cultivate so many things that none of us look to do. And I think ways you can do that too is just making friends who get you. Yeah. And 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 nurturing those friendships. But again, Over you might the- find them easier if you went to the place where they are because the place yeah. that they are is where they gather because that's where you will be appreciated because that's where the thing that you do is appreciated the most. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm still going to keep being me on social media. Oh, absolutely. But like that's a problem you don't plan to solve. Yeah.
okay, then you have to accept that wholeheartedly and accept that the embarrassment will come. And then you have to pick another problem that you can fix. Because if you if you have if you've now acknowledged that it's a problem you're not going to solve, you no longer get to think about it. You no longer should worry about that. You have decided that I'm going to keep doing that. You don't keep beating yourself up about it. You internalize it. You acknowledge it. And you find the problem you can actually fucking solve because it's 2 a.m. and you can't do 19 of the 20 things. So clean the goddamn kitchen. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like I want to. I love. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, you, and here you are yeah. feeling bad about it for how long? I mean, no, I'm not feeling bad about it. Bullshit! I'm, you I'm, brought I'm, it up on this show. I'm acknowledging that with a sad face, with yeah, a sad face, you're acknowledging that this makes you uncomfortable. That it's frustrating. Cool, then let it go right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. get to worry about that anymore. Pick another problem that you will now focus on that you know is achievable for you. I don't give a shit what the problem is. It could be like doing your laundry weekly. It could be changing the bed sheets every two weeks. I don't give a shit what it is. Pick one that you can solve. Getting more sleep. There, that's the one you solve. So, what contributes to that? Uh, busy day. Okay. Bad time management. Okay. And energy level peaks. Okay, so what's the minimum thing you can do to fix one of those problems you just listed? Which problem do you want to solve first? Do you want to solve energy peaks, time energy management? Peaks. Okay, energy peaks. So, what causes an energy peak? Uh, a nap. Okay, so an energy peak <laughs> can be caused by a nap. But in general, what causes it for you? Are you eating well-done meals when you should on time? No! Do you rely too much on caffeine? Yes! Okay. What is the caffeine source? Coffee. Okay. So it's not a a devastatingly powerful caffeine source, right? So that is not a bad thing. You have coffee. Coffee is a middle ground. You're not drinking blonde roast for the most caffeine. You're not drinking an energy drink for everything. And I'm only drinking two or three a day. So we've now identified that you have a problem with energy... And in that, okay, you have determined that you may rely on caffeine to get through. That is a red flag, but it's not an explosion. It's just a red flag that you may keep doing. Yep. Okay. You've also determined that you don't eat correct meals. Okay. That is another issue here. What else contributes to this? Fucking seasonal depression. Okay. Seasonal depression. Okay. That's another thing that causes this. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, with all of these problems that you just listed, okay, what are some solutions that you think you could manage to do? Stop napping. Okay. But is that a problem with energy peaks or is that a symptom of the behavior causing energy peaks? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you drink because you're sad. You nap because you're tired. So napping is a, a problem. It's not a problem. It's a problem that you could continue and you may continue. And on bad days, you definitely will continue. However, what can we do? Okay, to minimize the occurrence. So we've determined there's three things here. There's seasonal depression. What helps seasonal depression? Vitamin D. Okay, and I'm not saying dick. So vitamin D. I wish. And sunlight. Sunlight yeah, gives yeah. you vitamin D. Milk also gives you vitamin D. Vitamin D pills also give you vitamin D. Uh, you're not eating well, so your your nutrition's not great. Okay, mm-hmm. but you're also not getting protein. You're not getting <laughs> at all. Uh, definitely not in the mouth. So you're not getting. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's only been four months. Exactly. So I can fuck again. My vagina's yeah. healed. Okay, Good on you. So you're looking at like like food issues. Okay. So what's a symptom of food issues? Okay. So your nutrients aren't great. B- busyness and yeah. it would be the fact that I'm too busy to cook. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, but we have looked. You're too busy to cook. So there is. You're too busy to cook. That's fu- that's fine. <laughs> that's a problem. A day in the life of Sarah. Okay. okay keep that's going. a problem. Yeah, yeah. But in in knowing that you can't, you don't have time to cook, or you feel you don't have time to cook. Okay. What could we do 
to minimize the impact of the problem. Okay, so you're not eating right, so you're not getting fuel when you need it. Okay, so what's some cheap, expendable fuel that you could have that does not require preparation? Okay, you could have... Power bars. Power bars, protein shakes. Yeah. You could keep these things with you. I'm not saying it's going to fix the problem, but it's mitigation of the problem. It's mitigation, baby. And so if we can mitigate the problem, maybe maybe you're low on iron. Maybe yeah. you are low on any number of... of, of yeah fucking supplements or vitamins that you need okay go find a woman's a one-a-day woman's vitamin go find uh what or, your che- or a chewable yes. like a gummy find something that you can take mm-hmm. and again i'm not saying this can solve your problem mm-hmm. but already we have seen that your nutrition might be bad and you're not getting enough protein and you're not getting fuel when you need it a protein shake will get you more protein which will make you feel better which will also be able to take easily without cooking because you don't have any time also you can go to a store tomorrow and spend 30 dollars and buy a month's worth of a multivitamin that will make you feel a little bit better because you're getting a bit more of the things that your body actually needs guess what your energy peaks just went down guess what your time management's going to get better because you're not tired meaning that you can look at using your time more effectively so all of a sudden we went to this really small issue Okay, and we dug into what are partial solutions. I'm not saying solve it. I'm saying what can you do right now yeah, 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 that yeah. makes it better, makes a it little bit better. A little bit better than when you left it. Right? So a little bit better than you left it. And if you do that enough, guess what? All it of those might. problems higher up, they suddenly mm-hmm. get a little easier for a few reasons. You've you've curled their, like you've actually curtailed some of the causes, right? You've made yourself feel better. You've reduced some of the contributing factors, but you've also made yourself feel better in doing it. And you've also given yourself the ability to do more things and to look at other problems. Like one of the best changes in my life was actually starting to eat meals. And I, I'm still, I'm at like a fucking 800 calorie deficit right now, which is a huge calorie deficit for a guy my size. And so, Jesus, yeah, I'm eating like 1800 calories a day. But I'm making sure I'm eating them when I need them, right? So I wake up and I will have a coffee and I will have eggs. Eggs take two minutes to make if that. Fuck, if you want to put them in a fucking Tupperware container, spray it with Pam, crack two eggs, put it in the microwave, microwave it for like like a minute and take two pieces of bread and put the eggs between it. Seriously though, yeah. Yeah, that will make you feel good for the next two hours of your day. Eggs are the best. Two hours of your day are now better. Yeah. And like if you do that every day, like you really have not put much time out. Fucking even if you're just taking a vitamin with your coffee in the morning, you have done a little tiny fucking thing that makes you have a little tiny bit more energy or that solves a problem a little bit tiny more. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're emotionally unhappy, instead of buying the big bottle of Jack Daniels, buy the little bottle of Jack Daniels. Buy the little bottle of Johnny Walker Blood. Because when you finish the bottle, you're not probably, hopefully not going to go get another one. And like... Unless you're a problem drinker and then, you know, solve your problem. Like, go and work on it. Like, there's so yeah. many things that you can do to mitigate problems yeah. that we get so worked up in these big, tall issues that, like, we don't even look at the underlying cause. And also, too, I think that can go the other way as well. So when a friend is talking to you about their problems, it can be easy sometimes to assume, to be quick to judge, yep. to, like, so it's almost like you have to then look at that person and do the same thing. What's causing these? Well, yeah, and, you know, like, and, what are the little things going on that could cause these things? Yeah, like, I, I asked you. Like, I actually asked you. Like, I didn't just say, well, you need to manage your time better. You need to eat right. I looked at it and said, okay, look, what what of this issue, like, dig down deeper, dig down deeper. You actually talk to your friend and you find out root causes and you give advice that actually might help. Exactly. Like, have you ever thought about getting a fucking multivitamin? 
No, you're an adult. You don't think about that because your mom didn't tell you to do it. Like, but have you ever thought about a protein shake in the desk? Maybe. Maybe you yeah. did. But you didn't realize, like, by talking about it, the benefit that even that change, that tiny little fucking change, could make. If yeah. I want a coffee at 2 o'clock, I no longer have a double espresso. I have a single espresso. I, am I solving the problem? No, but I'm reducing it. And I'm training myself to get better every step of the way because it's not a battle where you launch a nuke. Right. It's a battle where it's like a war is tiny battles, multiple skirmishes, building yourself up, building your front lines up, moving forward, constantly improving on tiny little things. But if you think I'm broke, I'm never going to fix it. Uh, I clearly am making if I'm clearly too self-deprecating online and it makes me feel bad if you ever think about that for more than five minutes and you could be thinking about a smaller easier to solve issue that would make your life better guess what when you have less problems there's less things to be self-deprecating about and so it it isn't the thing that you might be I'm quoting here because I don't believe this but you're overdoing like if, if you ever start feeling bad about it like it's like you don't have to because you know there's other things you're you you should be yeah, working on. That's true. Like that's a problem you can't solve right now. That's why an anti-resolution, the thing that you're not going to fix, is important. Mm-hmm. You just said I am not going to fix that. Cool. You no longer get to think about it. It's not going to be fixed. It's not going there's, to be fixed. Yeah, so there's no point. So now go find a problem that you can, can. fix. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the problems that should just be abandoned. I'm not saying you should just abandon the hard shit. Okay. But what I am saying is that sometimes you need to pick your battles. Sometimes you need to learn when to take a knee. Sometimes you need to focus on other areas of your life because when you improve those, because you can improve them, you do have an upswing. Improvement in any area will bring you farther forward. And I think people are too, I think because of fucking social media, because we're only seeing the engagement pictures and the wedding pictures, we're we're making it, we are making it one big thing. You're, you not, know? Like, you're not seeing when he left the sock on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not seeing when... You're not seeing all the couple fights. Yeah, you're not seeing any of that. You're seeing this veneer that yeah. that makes you feel worse and that makes you feel like it's only big problems and it's only big accomplishments. It's not. Every, like, every overnight success took 10 years. It's a stupid cliche, but it's fucking true. Yeah. Like, I have seen people become successful and everyone's like, oh, I never even knew they existed. It's like, cool, I've drank with them and I know how hard this was to do and it crushed their soul and <laughs> yeah, it destroyed yeah, yeah. them and they fought so many personal battles. But yeah, no, it happened last night, you fucking tool. Yeah. It's but so- it's like, if you want to fix something, fix a small thing. Yeah. Fix a small thing. Get a multivitamin, bitch. <laughs> Ask your friends questions. Ask them. Ask them. Because like we can't sit here and bitch. Uh, that's the other thing too. Is like we can't sit here and bitch about other people if we haven't done the work and figuring out why the fuck they did it. Yeah, and look, everyone does it. I'm not saying you're bad for doing it. Sometimes you can't deal with the issue. You can't dig into it. You don't want to dig into it. Um, but like when you can dig into it, do it. Yeah, with your friend, it is important to do it because the bad conversations and the one that go too deep and the one that like that hurt, which sometimes happens if you go too deep. Um, like that, that you really you didn't even laugh at the vagina joke fuck you I must be going good wait say it again sometimes it hurts when you go too deep oh yeah. <laughs> um, but amateurs like, there's so many like yeah like it hurts when you go deep so like go deep a couple times a week like a couple times a year a couple times a month I'm trying I know uh, you'll eventually get there and you'll eventually find some things that you don't need a friend to do this like I use a whiteboard I used to use a pad and paper I used to use a notepad on fucking word on windows like like text files Ooh. any way you can pro- and and the par- part of this that's really helpful is that it is introspective 
it's important that you think about it and it's not broadcast to the world and it's a private concentrated effort because as soon as you expose it to other people you get other opinions you get other Mm -hmm. negative you get other positives you get distracted from what you're actually thinking about your input on a problem is really really important and until you understand it it's gonna be a lot harder to fix like therapy is great but therapy and i've gone to it is kind of a process of you realizing the issues like the therapist has seen fucking 20 of you and might be able to tell you (laughs) that you have commitment issues and uh your mom didn't love you and but but they're just asking you questions so that triggering things in you understand it yeah yeah, yeah. your understanding of it is way more important yeah than being aware of it yeah we're aware of our big problems dive into it yeah dive into it and find what the root causes are because even in this conversation tonight there are things you can do tomorrow tiny little minuscule things you won't mm-hmm. crash as much you'll get more work done you'll all of a sudden the big problems start to come down and i'm not saying everything boils down to nutrition but i am saying that like we're just looking at one issue as a microcosm of all the other issues find the root causes yeah. you might buy a coffee too much you might need a thermal mug and a coffee pot all of a sudden like you know what i mean like there's so many people that spend five dollars a day on coffee and like that oh i spend too much money cool how do you spend too much money and what could you do to make it cheaper Oh, I could get a thermal coffee mug and make coffee in the morning. And I'm not saying that's anyone's problem in this room. But what I am saying is that if it was, it's something you can solve. I buy a lot of coffee. It's totally me. Yeah, but it's okay. Like, you know it's a problem and maybe it's a problem you're not going to solve. Or maybe But it's, I know it's that. Yeah. Or maybe it's a problem of you need a new stimulant. Like, I I take, D- I, I used to take NoopTap which is a Russian-made neural enhancement drug that lasts for probably like 20 minutes to like an hour. I really like it. It's a small powder. You take a tiny dose. It's super cheap. I started taking that because energy drinks cost too much money. Interesting. Like, find a cheaper solution. There's so many things you can do that are different than what you're doing right now and you've only continued to do them well, because they're what you trained to do. And I also, yeah, they're, they're habits. We're creatures of habit. Straight up. Like, that's why I don't accomplish a lot of these, like, you know, the the BuzzFeed article type resolutions. I can't like because they're they're just they're they're top five blog tips and and they yeah. don't drill down into an issue but but they are good thinking points like to think about what could be contributing to the issue holistically and and to dive deep into the small minuscule problems and to start finding what you do wrong yeah um like a huge thing was for me was like like social media was a huge pressure being liked was a huge pressure getting along with everyone was a huge pressure when things went wrong with people i found it really really stressful and that would lead to negative behavior and then that would make things worth worse with people and so like i was like okay so i should care about less people there are maybe 200 people on my facebook there are maybe i follow 100 people on twitter um i have maybe like 30 40 people on instagram um i used to have hundreds hundreds and right. I got to the point where I was like, oh, maintaining all of this is stupid. Only focus on core little things. And yeah. all of a sudden, everything gets easier. Fucking follow less people. Follow less people. It's Engage overwhelming. With less people. It's hugely overwhelming. It's, it's stimulation wise. Like, it's just a lot to take in if you just scroll through a feed for a little bit. Yeah. Like, Sometimes you shouldn't just be working the click, guys. It's too much <laughs> stimulation. <laughs> what did you say? Sometimes you shouldn't just be working the clit, boys. It's too much stimulation. I mean, the clit is a huge thing. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, sometimes it's not It's just, not the tip. Yeah, you don't just focus on, like, the fucking bell and whistle. Like, work every other angle, because guess what? It contributes to a whole or, like, a larger thing. Like, it's not just about the one big, shiny red thing. Like, it's about... I'm not saying a clit is a big, giant, shiny red thing. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's not about that one penultimate thing. 
Like, there's a lot of things surrounding that you could be doing that make things better. Like, it, sometimes overstimulation is too much. Like, focus on the small, and you'll get more out of it. Like, it's not just about being so overstimulated, because mm-hmm. that feels sometimes really great. But it also is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly cheap. It's incredibly short-lived. Like, bring it down. Simplify it. Make yeah. it easier. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, lessons are fucking... You can't buy a lesson. No, they're usually the explosions that happen when you don't mind the red flags. I feel like this whole podcast is about, like, the minefield of life. Yeah, because those are the bad behaviors that we do. And, like, everything that has ever gone bad in my life, except for, like, tragedy, was something bad or, like, a lead-up of bad things. Or, like, I was a key and active player in all the bad things that I've ever done. Or that all the bad things that have ever happened to me. I'm not saying I could have solved them all. I'm not saying they're all unavoidable. But what I am saying is when you look at the bad things in your life, you're a key player in all of them. Oh, you, oh 100%. Yeah, and so like, if you start like tackling that shit. Yeah. But also don't if it's not. Yeah, pick your battles. Pick because your battles. some things are not the battle you need right now. You can get it later. But like dig down. Find the smaller ones that you can actually take out. Right. Like, you don't attack an installation without destroying the guns around it. That's the stupidest thing. Like, running at the big installation when all the guns are like, oh, yeah, kill that guy. Like, right. you have done nothing to disarm the front, or the, like, the surrounding perimeter. Like, start yeah. taking down the little things because then the big thing is defenseless or weakened. And you can actually go and proactively do something about it. Yeah. Like, getting, like, so caught up on one giant penultimate thing is is stupid and it's very easy to do in any sense it's very easy to focus on a large thing that we dread and not dive deeper because we get that feeling of dread we feel bad we're demotivated no pick it apart little things little things yeah for once little things are okay (laughs) you winked at me (laughs) did you wink or did i just picture you winking i winked winked enough not a So that is the end of part one of the last episode of 2018. Please do make sure to check out part two where we talk about dating and New Year's Eve. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and Happy New Year.